you know, uh, Lopes was the number one defensive player in the nation, and I was the number one. Man, we were so com- freaking competitive there. So we was going at it all through uh, all through practice, all through practice. And I knew damn well, I knew damn well I wasn't faster than Carlos. And um, <laughs> Carlos, we was at tutoring, so Carlos was talking. Man, you slow, big and slow, la la, you know, get me going. So, I, I mean, my powerful self, I was hoping that he don't race. I was like, well, we go outside and race right now. I was hoping he didn't say, let's go. He said, let's go. So now we got a crowd outside. People recording outside of tutoring. Man, we raced, man. They got it on video. I didn't got smoked. I was hot. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dose. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, a.k.a. E-Dub. And how you know, we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear. Go Nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear, presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Deion Primetime Sanders. The great Deion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, Nose fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder, Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What's happening, guys? This is Logan from Here to Sphere, presented to you by No Game Day. We are here on Tuesday night. We have a gigantic, po- gigantic podcast for you all. We have an hour and a half interview with James Wilder Jr. and Carlos Williams, two 2013 national champions uh, and the running backs for Florida State. Uh, they're going to join and talk about pretty much everything. There's still a lot more that we could talk about, but time had to cut us off. But that is going to be coming to you guys here after we talk about the quick hitters for football. Uh, we're also going to recap FSU's loss to Duke, Cameron and Door. Um, and then we're going to go in and get you ready for FSU's next matchup on Saturday with Syracuse, and then answer a lot of y'all's questions. As always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Um, And if you're on iTunes right now, I'm going to go and let you know you can rate us five stars and leave a review, and you have a chance for us to shout out your name um, once a week in the podcast here on Here the Sphere. So uh, let me go and welcome Austin VZ, our lead basketball writer and our lead writer and editor dustin lewis i switched it up this week how y'all feel about that i feel disrespected to be damn i feel, I feel very respected for first time in okay a while. okay well i felt bad because austin had to go to cameron and and then lose and then drive back he got free behind the bench tickets i think he's all right <laughs> never mind then never doing that again <laughs> i said it was very tired no pity too. the guy <laughs> that game took it out of me man Wow, wow, wow. Still feeling the effects 24 hours later. Oh, my. What, what were the reactions like from some of the players and coaches with you getting to – did you talk to anyone after the game? Um, ju- just a little bit. Um, they didn't really say anything. CY yeah. was just typical CY. No, it was um, probably really tough for them. No, uh, honestly, they're considering the loss they took, they were fairly upbeat, which was nice to see. And I know they're going to be refocused for Saturday. The – the best was Devin Vassell's brother. 
I sat next to him. I sat ne- I sat between his Devin Vassell's brother and Malik Osborne's either dad or uncle. Mm-hmm. Man, the whole game they were a riot. They were picking on the refs. <laughs> it was awesome. Sounded like a good time. And they were also right to be picking on the refs. <laughs> yeah, they were re- they were really picking on the white ball ref. They were getting on him all game. Ooh. Yeah, there might have been some interesting calls during that game, maybe, which I think you guys will get into it whenever we get to the bas- basketball segment. But let's, since we don't have a lot of time, like I said, this, this interview with those two guys coming up with Wilder and Williams, man, it's <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So get your popcorn ready for that. So we're going to run through these real quick. Um, so, yeah, let's jump straight into football real what was announced today by Florida State and LSU. The series has been officially announced. I know there had been some talk about it last year, but this has been the official, official confirmation from both sides of parties. Uh, Florida State's going to be facing LSU and New Orleans in 2022, and then they'll be facing uh, LSU and Orlando on 2023. And I hope I said that right. I hope I did, even though I already looked it up. Yep, I said that right. So in 2022, Florida State's going to travel and play in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans to play uh, Coach O, if he's still here. Uh, and then Florida State's going to head back down since, I believe, 2016, FSC's last time playing in the Camping World Stadium. Uh, they're going to be going there in 2023 to face uh, the freaking tigers on september 3rd how y'all feel about that first reactions to that obviously lsu coming off of a national championship my first thought was we getting smacked but they don't they won't be having joe burrow so who knows who i, I really have no idea how to feel about it because we don't know how florida state will look this season yeah like austin said it's it's still a long way out and i mean you really you can't predict what either team's going to look like LSU lost so many talented players and coaches already since their national championship, and it's looking like it's just going to be totally new guys in there next year as far as like their star players and leaders on the team, things like that. And you look over at Florida State, I mean, they just rebuilt the whole staff, and the guys are just now starting to get some of the players that, they, that fit in their systems into Tallahassee. So, I mean, we're just going to have to see two years away. Let me ask you two, would you rather this been a home-and-home home series? Ah, that's tough because obviously both cities, both Tallahassee and Baton Rouge, are such great college football towns. And you want to. I've always wanted to see a game in Death Valley, especially a night game. Yeah. That would have been so much fun seeing my own team there. But New Orleans is such a great city. I've been there twice. It's the best food I've ever had. Um I'm not mad at it. I'm only mad at Orlando. Orlando sucks. <laughs> Orlando sucks. Um, Why does it suck? The Camper World Stadium is... Yeah, no, that's a I think it's the idea. worst stadium I've ever been in. And that's saying a lot. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll just say I wish it would have been a home-and-home home just because not many... I think it'd be a really good trip for Florida State fans, especially to to get out to LSU, Baton Rouge. Um, obviously, there's so much history there in, in Death Valley and that stadium. I think that'd be a really cool thing for, for fans to witness. And then on the flip side, if, if the game was in Tallahassee rather than Orlando, a lot less of a drive for people like 
especially the students at Florida State who make up a large part of the attendance at home games. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's going to be tough for, for students to make that four, four and a half hour drive down to Orlando, plus be able to pay the premium it'll cost for tickets to a game like that. So I think it would have worked better venue-wise to have it in Tallahassee, plus Tallahassee gets that economic boost that so many businesses see during football season. I mean, that's just another game out of their wallets, basically. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, but would have been better as a home and home, I think for the cities. Yeah, actually, you know, these games are going to be played on Sundays. So they're going to be primetime matchups. And uh, if they were to have been home and home, then it probably would have been a night game in Doak and also in Death Valley. And I would love to, obviously, hopefully <laughs> won't be a student still, but I would definitely kill to go watch a game in, at night, like Austin said, in Death Valley. I feel like that would be a great time, uh, and definitely for students to go travel over there. And um, I've only been in New Orleans once, but going over there for a football game uh, or going over to Louisiana, driving over there, I think would be a good time with friends and such. So, But, you know, Florida State, uh, both teams are going to get paid very, very well uh, for taking these to a neutral sites game. So it is what it is right there. All right, now that we got all the football stuff uh, out of the way, let's go and jump into the interview with Carlos Williams and James Wilder Jr. Uh, If you guys did not know, they're both in the CFL. They'll be playing in a few months up there. Uh, They actually are going to be facing off against each other this upcoming season as rivals. So they talk about that. They talk about their time at FSU. They talk about Jimbo Fisher, uh, loads and loads of their teammates that they had there. Um, Carlos talks about the 2014 Oregon game and what went wrong there. Uh, Jameis Winston, there's just a lot to talk about. So let me go and throw you guys there now. All right, this is this is gonna be a good time tonight. We have we have a big podcast with two guys with us tonight from the 2013 National championship team they don't really need a big introduction you already know who they are james wilder jr and carlos Yo. william what's happening boys we live we live baby yeah, in effect. In effect, baby Man, y'all, y'all having a good evening or what? I feels like we're having two teenagers on the podcast at the same time. I, I kind no, of man, but I don't know. I, I, if you didn't know, now you know. You brought us both on at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute too, man. So who is that? Like, expect, who is that expect the show? Why would you want me and him on at the same time? Like, who would I, do that at the same time? I'm an idiot. You already, you already know that. So. Anybody knows me, dog. You don't put me and Doug on anything at the same time. Not at the same damn time. <laughs> well, when's the last time? When's the last time y'all talked on the phone? We've been talking, but it's been a minute since we linked up, man. You know, I've been up in yeah, Canada been these last three years. <laughs> we trying to link up, man. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to definitely. Oh, go ahead, Loso. I say it's been a minute, though. I mean, like James said, like I've been away from football for a minute, and I think that's where the separation started. Um, and it's not really a separation because I met, I've seen Rashad Green since I've been back in Tallahassee. I talked to Jose Matias from the team. I mean, uh, Jacob Coker just had a baby girl. 
I'm just celebrating a couple months his baby girl been born. So I wrote him on Instagram. So, I mean, we stay kind of in contact, but as far as seeing each other, it's kind of hard. I mean, football takes you different places, different cities. I mean, Cam started right. just won a Super Bowl in Kansas City. He started out in Cleveland. I remember when he first left Cleveland, he was a first-round pick up there. So, I mean, mm-hmm. football takes a different place. But we, we stay pretty connected. You, you, I mean, Rodney Smith, that played on that team the year before went to the uh, next championship, he wrote me um, when I got signed by um, Toronto. So, I mean, Greg Reed just wrote me and talk, I just talked to him for about 15 minutes. I mean, it goes, it goes in cycles, but everybody stays connected. I mean, no-blooded. I mean, that's, it is what it is. Yeah, he's right. He's exactly right. Like you said, um, we all been keeping in contact, talking to Cam. All throughout the playoffs, uh, when the eagle when the Eagles booming, always talking with Timmy and Nigel and whatever mm-hmm. team booming, man. I'm mean, we always congratulating with you, each other. Like you said, teams take us different places. Last year I was with uh, the receiver Rodney Smith, and um, you know I'm trying to recruit him and get him to come over to, to come over to Montreal with me. Now I'm at Montreal and I'm you over there with Greg Reed now. Hell yeah! Last <laughs> time recruit, uh, it's ain't like high school. You ain't got to recruit no more. You see me? Hey. <laughs> you see me? hey, I'm trying to recruit, baby. I'm, you know, uh, I haven't even been living. Got, I've never even lived in Montreal. You got hey, a yeah, we got a, a nice great cup. Hey, let me get it. Let me get a few more years. You younger than me, man. I think I got you by a year, man. Let me, let me get one more. No, I put the first one. I put the first no, one on my middle finger. I put the first one on my middle finger. Right. I need two. <laughs> Duh, how that sound? You know me. How does that sound? Me letting you just go, I can't let you have it. Hey, hey, y'all should have known. Hey, you can't. Hey, you can't do nothing to me. Hey, see, look, this is what they no, don't know. When Loso used to play safety, <laughs> when, me and Loso used to go at it every day. Oh my God, I got an actual hey. funny story that y'all didn't even ask about, but hey, I'm gonna go in with it. Yeah, uh, hey, Loso, we was at tutoring. Huh? Oh, shit. wait, wait, hold on, Loso, hold on, Loso. Let me tell this first. So you know. Was the number one defensive player in the nation, and I was the number one. Man, we was so com- freaking competitive there. So we was going at it all through uh all through practice, all through practice. And I knew damn well, I knew damn well I wasn't faster than Carlos. And um, <laughs> Carlos we was at tutoring, so Carlos was talking. Man, you slow, big and slow, la la. You know, get me going. So I, I mean, my powerful self. I was hoping that he don't race. I'm like, we go outside and race right now. I was hoping he didn't say, let's go. He said, let's go. So now we got a crowd outside. People recording outside of tutoring. Man, we raced, man. They got it on video. I didn't got smoked. I was hot. <laughs> that was during summertime. James got his revenge that fall camp. So, you know, you go through camp. You go see coaches. You go to coaches' house. So, Coach Grant, Eddie Grant, had mm-hmm. all the, all the first man <laughs> Me and Doug, we yakking back and forth. I told him, I'm going to knock you the fuck out when I see you. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so, so we're like we're like on second and third team. Coach Stoops told me in the safety. I come down and cover and we come down and cover three. And I know it's a run play. And we're like, we're in tell it. Like we're not supposed to be tackling. We run full speed in the A gap and hit each other. It looked like a lightning bolt had struck the ground. I've never <laughs> seen a demo snap like that in my life. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think we got another rep. We got specialties because of Coach Grant. I don't think we got another rep or officer defense for like another two weeks. Uh uh-uh. no, uh. Like it was bad. No. Like he took us out of practice. That, that one time, that, that one play right there. We was man, but you, we were so freaking competitive, man. Like we made each other better. Like it even got it even got better. Like. 
when uh, when Lowe came over the running back, the room mm-hmm. was so competitive because you know we had Devontae Freeman there too. Yeah. So yeah. I remember like, uh, um, you know, Lowe. Them touchdowns so was like, man, soon I get it, I'm, I'm snapping. Like this running back easy. I've been doing this now, and I, and I remember telling Lowe, I was like, Lowe, this college is a little different. Like, I don't care about none of that. I played, you know, I played both in high school. Like it's easy to me. And um, I remember I was like, all right, Lowe's. I was like, you know, so we, you know, we we all yeah. Me and Freeman Senior. We're going to get the most yards. I remember Lowe's got the ball. He got a, I, I'll never forget it. I think it was a it was a stretch. No, it was a toss play. He got the ball the first mm-hmm. play and took it for like 60. I said, oh, shit, Lowe's ain't shit. playing. <laughs> oh, man. man. And Wait, you don't understand, like, we, we used to be in the uh, film room all the time. Like, we were so competitive. Like, not not making, like, bets, but just making, like, little verbal bets. So, you like, seeing who get the most yards. Hey. I got one funny. Do you remember sophomore year we played in Maryland and the big tight end, the up back on kickoff? Yep. I do, yep. 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 Listen, we'll watch the film. And, and, and they had like a six foot, eight, 275 pound tight end. And it was an big, yeah, big, we yep. Tight end. yep. So Coach Grant is a meeting. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, James. Hey, K Dad. He's going to go down the field. He's going to rip the freak head off, you know? You're going to put your foot right in the rear end. They beat me up. So the first time I ran down the field, I see this person, and I, ju- I literally jumped into him. That whole legal contact stuff wasn't was around us all here. I, I remember that. And That's the coach slammed me. I remember that. Coach Graham, you got to get somebody else out there. I'm not hitting that man again. Coach Graham, you got to get the motivator. Hey, K-Dub. Next time you go down there, you put the fear of God into him. You you give him you give it everything. Yeah. Man, he, caught, well, listen, he caught me again because Chad Abram got a fumble for a touchdown. We had a fumble recovery score real quick. I run down the oh, field. Oh, big Chad, yo. Not doing it. No, I mean I mean that's the worst experience I've ever had. On and that used to be no joke because we had the we what um our freshman year we had the reputation so we was like me and Los was in the middle. On, we were yeah. just really going down there to wedge back away. Yeah. And we were just wedge busting. Like, and we, we had to take pride in it before that tight end that time. I guess. But uh, <laughs> we used to take pride in it. So when I tell you, go back, and, man, go back and look at film. If you can find some film, man, I promise you, go back and look at film from our freshman year. Los used to always be the first person down there. Pow! And then I'd be like two steps behind him. Pow! <laughs> we used to, man, we used to fuck that yeah. middle up. Physical. We, we wasn't getting the tackles, but we was fucking that middle up. <laughs> he built the kickoff team around us. Cause think about it now. Yeah. Not with, oh, 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 I was on a kick. We kick. I was on kick side. We had me, Willie Halstead, Nigel Bradham. Sometimes we had. Oh, um, Nigel, Nigel Bradham. Nigel was dirty, right? Dirty, right? Like on the back side. Think about it. You had Jeremy Smith, Posh, James, Nick Waysom, and then you, you had two Hunt. Then you had Darnell on kickoff. You had Christian Jones on kickoff. The kickoff team was full of deadly weapons. You lucky you yeah. couldn't, couldn't put Tam on it. Everybody that everybody that's balling in the league right now was on that kickoff team. Yo, that's joiner? No, Joiner. You say you already say Joiner? What? That man's a fashion. Oh, Joiner, my watch. Joiner used to get all the hits. <laughs> oh, let him hit me. Oh. He hit you? Business decision. Oh, hey, you're making business decisions. Actually, the first time I ever made a business, I'm sorry, we ain't even, even letting you ask the questions. You done got us on the phone here. You got us all <laughs> hyped up, bringing Dustin, back fucking memories now. Dustin's got a good one for y'all to start it off, too. Yeah, I think. for sure. Oh, What's up? What's the question? Go, go ahead. Talk to me. 
Yeah, just to, just to start things off, guys, uh, we don't hold anything back on Hear the Spear. We're going to ask you some tough questions tonight. So, Carlos, I just want to ask you, if you were the start running back in 2013, you think you guys still would have made that national title run? I think so. You had three backs rush over 500 yards. Each back set the end zone board a second time. Why not? You had three receivers. It wasn't about who started. It was about how, many, how much we were going to score and what running back was going to score at that time. Uh, before, <laughs> before I moved to running back, Chris Thompson was here that prior year. Yeah. Think about that. James had a breakout game against Clemson and Miami. So did Devontae. That was, that was without Chris Thompson. I just got added to the pack. I mean, it was, it was about the decent opportunities. Everybody touched the ball. Everybody was going to make plays. Everybody was going to touch the end. Yep. It was going to figure out who was going to do it the most. I mean, Devontae was the lead back. He, I mean, honestly, him and James were more mature to be at running back because they had did it for so long. They had made themselves a running back. I played everything in high school. I had to play kicker, punter, quarterback, running back. I had to block <laughs> yep. It was different. They had matured in that position. So me coming in the room, I had a lot of help. I mean, I had young guys chasing me, like Kendra was chasing me, Ryan Green was chasing me, but I had guys that were leading me that kept me hungry. So, I mean, it was easy to do it. I mean, I wouldn't say there was a starter because everybody touched the ball. Like, everybody touched the ball at running back. So, I mean, it didn't matter who mm-hmm. started. I could start. Devontae could have started. I think our backfield was able to carry us a long way. But then you had Kelvin Benjamin, Kenny Charles, Shad, Green, Nick O'Leary. We're going to win regardless. I mean, right. I, I got think that we had an offense. We had David Quinton. I mean, of course, you, I mean, we were the dominant field position team. Tell me, when, whenever y'all are having y'all's practices in 2013, because, you know, we've had a, quite a few guys come on from y'all's team then, and they talk about the practices and, and how it's practically hell for you y'all, guys. Watch but, it. Don't hear from funny. Watch it. Hey, Doug. Yo. What's 435? One more time. What time? What, what do we do at 435? You remember? Oh, we, why, we, man, at that Man, I'm telling you, that's at that T-Run. point, we already wild. That's T Run. We in T Run. 435. We in T Run. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We already live. We already live. Man, I'm telling you, we'll have shoulder pads and helmets. And Team Run, like mostly, you know, you thinking people just going to. Look, at Florida no. State, I'll tell you this. <laughs> it was no such thing as thudding. Like this little thud stuff. No. It was no such thing. You, you, somebody was getting ran through. Or somebody getting um somebody getting smacked like, and I'll tell you, man, we had linebackers like, it was we just had so many. Everybody was from the south on our team, so the whole mm-hmm. culture was just winning football, like competitiveness. Kelvin Smith, Nigel Bradham, Kristen Jones, these Ooh. were the linebackers versus me, Freeman, and Lowe. And Chris, uh, Chris Thompson was hurt at the time. Um, you know, he, he had the back issue, so they wasn't really letting him. But when I tell mm-hmm. you. Um, just like Lo said, at Post Man, we team run. Everybody everybody know we running the ball. There's no pulling it, no nothing. No matter what happened, you getting it. <laughs> and this um Yo, the hall will always open up. If Tim, wait, first of all, if Tim and Journey get don't hit you in the backfield and mess up the whole drill, oh the ball. Yeah. If Timmy don't mess up the whole I mean, drill, um the whole <laughs> I love Stork. I love Stork. I love Austin Barron, but I'm gonna tell y'all a real story. And James, you can credit this one. Our freshman year, yep. we're in camp, bro. We're in freshman camp. And it was um, Sterling Lovelady had blocked Timmy a little too long <laughs> for one play. Timmy grabbed him under his armpit by his I remember that. 
and he flipped him over, over his shoulder. He uh, he went to choke him like, I'll kill you right here, bro. I'll kill you right here, bro. You about to kill him, yo. Everybody like, oh, this man crazy. So Odell Hayes, my brother, who's who the defensive captain, say, hey, bitch, you need to go get him. Bitch, man, you the fuck, man. You go get that man. I'm not gonna touch him. Him was strangling him. He said you dropped me. No. Hey, first, hold up, Lone Soul. Hey, first, Jimbo told, uh, Jimbo told Dale first, and then Dale told Vince. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was trying to walk up on Timmy, yo. Hey, Vince, you need to go talk to him. You need to calm him down. Man, you call, call him down. You're gonna call him down. You're gonna call him down. Wait, who talked, who talked the most shit on the field during practice? Me! Man. You. Lo- <laughs> you? Hey, Lo- me. That sounds Lo- about right, though. Oh, and then when Lo came to offense, I said, oh, yeah, we got him on our side talking that shit. So we just all had that, you know, we all have each other back. So we started talking shit, having his back. And then, um, and then, um, man, it used to be Los and Telvin Smith. Oh, bro. Los and Telvin Smith was going to go at it. Are you Telvin going to talk that talk all day, too? Listen, and Telvin was frustrating because he's skinny like a fucking noodle. He's hard. Yeah, he's to, he looked like, he look like angel hair. He's built like angel hair pasta. So imagine being in the backfield and you know you got a cross-side coming and your center's going away. All you got to do is step in the egg out. When you step in the egg out, he turns sideways. Like a thin man. Like, yeah. He, like, he used to do that little skinny thing he used to do. <laughs> he like Elastigirl. girl. Like he just get real skinny and slide through the like through the gap. He get skinny. He man, it, he'll turn. He ain't lying. He'll turn sideways and disappear mm-hmm. for like one second. Uh-huh. And then. No, no, man, no, I'm no, telling you. We, we, we used to tell him, you ain't going to do that shit in the league. And the rookie year, you see Tell run through the hall of center sideways. Like how do yep. you block Doing that? the same yeah, thing. Do, we used to hate. block that. Bro, hey, we, hey, I ain't gonna lie. We used to hate. We used to be like, man, they ain't gonna work in the league. Because, like, he used to stop it in practice. Stop it in practice. We used to be like, they ain't gonna work in the league. And sure enough, like Lo said, mm-hmm. he went in that and doing the same, same as that move at 100, how, how 110 was, pounds fucking wet. My, my question was, how was Jimbo <laughs> able to handle all this stuff going on day by day behind the scenes? That's how I don't know how he did it. Man, behind, that, I mean, bro, we governed ourselves. Man, we want to win. We governed ourselves. We wanted to win. It was a difference. Like, the guys here now, they're trying to change. They want to win. But, man, we just want, we, 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 we had a different attitude. We carried ourselves different. Oh, y'all were yeah. yeah. We knew we were good. We put in that time. We put in that work. We were one of the first teams in the country to have Rocket Man. We had GPSs in our in our in our jerseys. We had heart rate monitors. Yeah. We were putting. We was ahead. Every day. We was ahead of the game for sure. And um, like you said, yeah. only Jimbo. The thing about Jimbo, like you said, one thing we was ahead of the game. But two, the thing about Jimbo, um, only I feel like only Jimbo. We had so many different characters, but. Ninety percent of our team was just all South Florida or Georgia boys, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, J- Jimbo dealt with that, and he used to have meetings like, "You look, I know, I know, we got these competitive asses. Y'all competitive asses. Y'all want to hit in practice. Y'all want to show off. Y'all, you know, that's just y'all." He's like, "I know how to deal with y'all." And everybody respect had a high respect for Jimbo. Jimbo used to, if you you know, <laughs> Jimbo used to demand that respect. Hey, come here, come here, Jay. 
Jimbo, uh, Jimbo used to demand that respect. And um, I feel like, man, I'm telling you, all these other coaches, man, I'm telling you, great coaches. I don't, I don't feel like no other coach could have handled that team. Um, because the way Jimbo demanded that respect, I don't, I don't see no other coach. I don't see all the people that we had. In the, not, I wouldn't say characters, but just the different type of competitive guys we had being handled by anybody besides Jimbo. But like you said, we had a we came in with a mindset. Like I remember, I can't talk for the classes before, but I remember Los came, Los signed first. He was the number one player in the nation. And then I remember he was like, I remember I came in too. And, you know, I was, and I was number one at the time. So I was like, man, let's just we was number one. We was the number one um, recruiting class. And I was like, yo, it's time to take over. Like, we got what we got. You know what I'm saying? We built. We, we, we got it up. It's just – um, and, and then you just added that up with Jimbo, and it was just no turning back from there. Duh. I'm going to make you yo. I'm gonna make you laugh. Remember when uh, Jimbo found out I stopped taking my vibe in the middle of practice? What? <laughs> he did what? What happened? This is uh, low so stop taking his. Anybody man. knows what Bobbed Adderall is. Bobbed uh, yeah. Adderall. It can be. It can be an ice type of pressure. Also help you with your ADD, ADHD. And so one day we're in the middle of practice, and I got a swing route, and we reloaded the play three times. And I just sat in the backfield, not running the swing. Who got what? And Jimbo say, "God damn it, Yankee! It's y'all's man's game!" Hey, hey, Coach Graham said. Coach Grant tried to come in. 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 Hey, he got hot. He said, Jay, he took his man today. Jay, Jay said, hey, don't you take your man? I say, no, nah, Coach. He said, he's trying to take your man. <laughs> man, I wish y'all could have seen that. I remember that. Too, like, Yeah, y'all went from the most successful tenure in a long time at Florida State and then followed it right up with Willie Taggart. What do y'all think about his short tenure at Florida State? Ooh, hello, sir. That man was garbage, man. Listen, I'm going to keep it a buck. But I'm going to explain why. And I get this question all the time. I get this question, like, what do you thought about Willie? We, I, it, it was a proud moment, just like when Obama got elected. Do I, yeah, do yeah. I believe in everything Obama believes in, him, him, him being a part of the party he was? No, I don't. But it's historical for 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 my culture, him being the first African American exactly. to say, or exactly. president as well. Like that, that's historic. But you can't come into a power five man and just be like, I'm gonna just play some clouds and we're gonna be cool. That shit yeah. ain't happen, bro. That shit was dead. That shit was dead. That one went in there, man. Listen, we get we used to losing the Florida State or going tip for tap. I'm finna smash Florida State when I get their head coaching job. That was his mission. If you beat Florida State or Clemson, you win the ACC. That's the only way it lay out. Think about it. Yep. Over the years, if Florida State ain't winning it, then Virginia Tech may pop out of Tyrod Taylor. You know, Duke, I mean, somebody may pop out one, but Miami ain't winning it. It's going to be Clemson or Florida State. Tagger didn't come Every here time. with the mindset of winning right now. He didn't want to win right now. I want to build yep. a program, bro. You're in a power five conference. You think Dan Miller mm-hmm. still had the job if he was six and seven? No. 
White thing yeah, he got that's that's who's dead. Mississippi State. Jim McElwain, <laughs> not at Florida no more. Muschamp, not at Florida no more. You're not going to a Power Five school in the state of Florida and and building a program. You have to go talking about right building now. right now. You got to go you ain't right lying. now. You ain't that's lying. True. And what I what I've seen yeah, from the outsides too, and, and, and everything Lo says right too. It ain't no time. It's no time. Not not in a conference like that. Not coming to a powerhouse like that. But the biggest thing that I've seen, and this from the outside, because I never met the man, is um exactly what we was just saying before. You still had all these southern boys down there that I said coaches, it, only a certain type of coaches can handle. And from mm-hmm. what I've seen from the outside is he was just too friendly with them. He didn't demand that respect. Like these boys were getting childish penalties. These boys was just, you know, feeling like stuff was old to them. Like, you could just fit, I, I mean, just the vibe that I was getting. And like I said, I haven't been back in a while, and I was looking from a distance. But, I mean, I just felt like he was just too cool with them, and, and the players was just too comfortable. Now, you're supposed to be cool with your players, but like you said, you're supposed to be having that still, Duh. like that uncle-type relationship, respect level. I feel like he, he wasn't getting that all the way from True. the players. and. And I don't know. That's just what I. That's just the vibe I was getting from the outside. And, 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 here's here's another thing. I've seen recruiting classes come before me and after me. Some of the cats on the roster, and let, I'm be my wife follows recruiting. She's a Florida State fan. Before she sees a yeah. real, I don't know. She bleeds guard the gold. She is. <laughs> Man, she, yeah. babe, you know, babe, you know who this, know, know who the recruit is? Not a chance. Cause I don't know how he got an offer from Florida State. I ain't gonna lie. Half the cats on the team, I can name probably four cats on the roster right now that could have played with us in 2013. I can name possibly four. And I don't mean they would, that, that mean they would be on roster. I don't think they would even play. You got Marvin. Mar- 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 Marvin is, 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 a, is a good defensive tackle. He's going to be a, a, a top 32 pick when he comes out. I think Terry. But I don't know where Terry get plugged in at because Bobo Wilson and Kermit Whitfield played good. And then you mm-hmm. had Travis Rudolph come in and play well. I mean, you got you got cats that are young that were playing, so he's gonna have to fit in that class. I mean, who else? Who, who else can I really say off the team? You gonna have Cam, but who Cam will get the ball behind? Who who who, who gonna take who, who who gonna take carries? Who gonna take less carries for Cam? Nobody. He won't get carries mm-hmm. over me, James Avante. Let's be honest. Who who gonna get carries over? Nobody. Nobody. And do you have Cookie come in before him? You gotta you gotta tell you gotta tell the people who Cookie is. Man, that's Dalvin Cook, man. The chef. <laughs> chef Ball Cook. Y'all playing. But then think again though. Then you had Mario Pender who got who got screwed, really. He really didn't get a fair shake. Cause time Cookie came on, Jimbo was like, Well, he got a hot hand, let's keep rolling with him. Pender, we're gonna play Los cause Los our big back. We don't got another big one. Then you got Jack West Patrick that came in and got cheated as well. I mean Half the guys that played on the past couple of teams couldn't even play in 2013. They weren't even seen the field. They weren't even tested. You ever had the red shirt, gray shirt, and then transfer like they're doing now. They would never play. You ain't got no real – man, we had real killers. Like, man, you think Timmy cared about your well-being when he lined up on the ball? You think he cared about celebrating after, after giving up a seven-yard run? No. He pissed off. Now he mad. Like, not to be two sacks in the fourth fumble. Like, guys are celebrating giving up a seven-yard play. You got a nice tackle. D. Jackson, number five. You celebrating after everything. You gave up what? You gave mm-hmm. up a, a first down and you going to celebrate because you got a decent tackle? 
Like, I'm just keeping a buck. I mean, people do the same thing to me. Well, low kid this, low kid that. I'm, a, I, I'm now, I watch the game from a different perspective. Yes, I played it. Yes, I play it. But I watch it as if I'm a fan because I am. This is my alma mater. I love for I watch it as a fan. And I don't think yeah. that's any kind of characteristic of any linebacker we ever had. These linebackers celebrating after they make plays, not routine tackles. That's your job. Well, let me jump into <clears> – <throat> I know, Carlos, that you met with them, and I, maybe you got to see a little bit about Mike Norvell, James, yes. through social media and whatnot. But, you know, tell me, Lois, real quick, and maybe Wilder, too, what you all think about uh, Norvell and what he's been talking about and what he's been doing and, and, and recruiting um, all that. I met him in person. Um, I was up at academics getting my books for the classes I was taking, and um, my daughters were with me, and I happened to go see Coach Odell. Who <laughs> And he was in his office putting stuff away and just getting, you know, getting situated. And he walked out and greeted me, and he, he showed my daughters the jersey on the wall and showed my daughters my jersey. And it, he was very personable. Um, he told me if I needed anything, come up and talk to the play, director of player personnel. He wants guys that were here, a part of the winning organization, the winning program, to come back and, and talk to the kids and be around. And, um, and you know, and he wants to win right now. He talks about winning yep. right now. He talks about putting themselves in a position to win and not about building or setting a foundation. Florida State got a foundation. We got three of them. Three, we got three mm-hmm. of them. We got three crypt mm-hmm. We got the foundation. We, 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 have, we have the equipment. I mean, we are here. We, 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 we are what we are. Like James said, we are what we are. I think he wants to win now. He wants to prove that you don't have to build at Florida State. You have the weapons here to be a winning organization in the program. you got to be able to put those weapons in position to make plays for points on the board. And I think that's what go. he wants to do right now. I think, he, fe- I think yep. he feels that. I think he knows what kind of situation he's coming into. I think he knows what kind of program he's at because this ain't Memphis, baby. you got to come in and win. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this ain't Memphis. This is an Oregon. This is Florida State. No, nah, this ain't none of Florida State, man. I, I like the vibe that I got from him, man, because, like I said, I've been away. And mm. – um. I haven't met him, but this guy, he, he reached out to me. He reached Did out he? to me and um, about some cultural things and about, you know, wanting to get me down there, wanting to get past players down there. Okay. And he gets it. He gets it. The main thing, he wants to get back. Wow. He wants to get back to, like, what, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to sound like, you know, you know the UB, the, them delusional dudes, like, back, the views back and all that stuff. <laughs> we, ain't trying, <laughs> we ain't trying to do all that, but, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we want to get back to, like, what, what you know what it was like back to what it was before i guess before target you know or, or got there and um he, he gets it man he gets it he wants to win now he he knows what we need to do why you call that man target you heard me my bad my bad willie t my bad willie get away with it i know we had to go slow I know uh, what he got. I know what he got. The top and bottom gold slugs, dog. Oh yeah. Man, I seen that. I thought that was an edit. Was that that was real? <laughs> <laughs> bro, them goals was real, man. Ain't no way, dog. I thought them goals was an edit, like a little jersey swap type edit. Man, see, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, Carlos trying to get your ass. That's your fake. <laughs> that is. Oh, fake. I'm about to say, see, listen. I've been, I've been so out the loop. What? Hey, hey, Lowe's gonna see. Lowe's gonna find out. All of the Lowe's gonna find out. Once he come out to Canada, like it's so many. It's, it's no more. Unless you got like your laptop or something, it's no more watching all the college football games no more. You gonna be ESPN gonna be hockey, golf, and like pool. 
poker. That's going to be the type of games that's going to ESPN and Canada. Don't tell me that. So how do you watch NFL football? Man, hey, you better bring your laptop up there, baby, because even if you buy a laptop in Canada. You know what? (laughs) I got good fire sticks. Hey, I'm going to say, oh, that fire stick. See, I just got on the fire stick. So I missed out on the lot. You just got on the fire stick. Man, I was on the I was on the week behind. I was on the week behind. Uh, my bad. Look, see, he get me off topic. I ain't gonna let him nah, get me off topic. Get content. That's what podcasts are for. Okay, well let's go. Well, yeah. I, I mean, listen, y'all gonna understand when y'all go to Canada is different. They don't. It's not ESPN. It's something called TSN, and they are gonna always promote their Canadian stuff first. <laughs> it's called TSN. Yeah. It's called TSN. Y'all gonna be laughing. Watch, well, you gonna be. Uh-huh. Man, it's gonna be a big game, like a big football game on Alabama versus. Florida State or Clemson versus Florida State, and that ain't even gonna be airing. You gonna get it on ESPN. It's gonna be playing bowling or like <laughs> golf. You gonna be like, what the fuck? You know, like how the hell? You like, there's no way these Canadians want to watch this over. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, want to watch this over college football, but they'd rather the watch hockey. Is, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, oh, hockey's big there. Hockey is big there. Yeah. Lothar, I already told you, I'll give you all my connection. Uh, I'll give you all my connection, Toronto. You gotta experience that though. Bro, but nobody want to go sit in a damn ice box. You want me to? It'd be you cold want, as hell. Want, yeah, it'd be cold house. as Listen, hell. We're gonna go out my house into the cold to go into a cold arena where they they skating on ice. Yeah, you lost it. You got it, partner. <laughs> it'd be cold as hell. What? I watch Blue Jays. I watch Blue Jays. I watch Blue Jays. The Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are playing a dome, don't they? Don't the Toronto playing the dome? Yeah, I go watch. No, them. not. I no, the they ain't playing no dome no more. They playing in oh, that cold. No. Well, Hey, nope, can't do it. Out there. Take, he's singing, take me out to the ball game in five degrees, man. <laughs> take, take me back to the crib. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, the I said you dead, man. I should be dead. Cold. <laughs> Bro, my Canadian teammates like, let's hit the Blue Jays. I'm like, man, hell no. Y'all skiing different, Not man. I'm Floridian. Uh, Florida, dog. I'm from Florida. Austin's got a good question for you, James. <laughs> Water, your dad was your dad was one of the best players for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Led them in rushing. How was it trying to live up to the James Water namesake? Man, that's the biggest thing. And I'll I'll tell you this, and I and, and I'll be completely honest because now I'm starting to see now that I'm seeing these damn contracts. My dad probably should have played some damn linebacker. Trying to, <laughs> trying to <laughs> linebacker should have got Don't that. Don't say damn, that. We I was told you that shit. Long told you that. Everybody told, 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 everybody told you that. No, told they told me that they told me that. Listen, I'm, hey, I'm telling y'all, everybody told me, right, nigga, or oh, my bad, excuse my friend, they're like, dude, you so live at, um, you so live at, like, play linebacker, and I'm like, man, hell no, I'm gonna be like, pop, they're like, man, your ass is big as hell, I was like, man, my dad was 6'3", I was like, I'm 6'3", too, I'm good, man, you couldn't tell me nothing, and now that I'm seeing these running back contracts compared to these damn outside linebacker contracts, I'm like, damn! I wish my ass would have played some damn linebacker. <laughs> Duh. They used to tell me every day. Duh. I used to get, I used to get so offended, and that's when conversations were like, well, let's go outside and race. That's what it used to lead. That's what little stuff like that used to lead to. <laughs> Watch, but I'm now I blow up mine. Uh uh-uh. We were both getting recruited. My first highlight tape was my sophomore year, and I went to a guy. Um, who used to own Florida Varsity. His name was Derek Williams. He lived over behind St. Leo's College in Tampa. He used to make everybody's highlight tape. It was FloridaVarsity.com. It was real, real old. Florida, FloridaVarsity.com. Yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember. 
he put on your highlight tape. I say, man, who the fuck is this guy rushing off the edge? This big ass thirty-two. I say, ain't no way he got to be the number one player in our class. And he was a man child. Like watching him rush tackles and plant was big football. James was high school. I mean, they were they were what six eight. It was big football. You played. Yeah, yeah. All those bigger schools. You're running and mushing the tackle with your finger, and you're making a sack shoelace from other foot. Like. It was ridiculous. So we all thought in a recruiting class, James is going to play linebacker. Ain't no way in hell this big 6'3", 220-pound monster is going to play running back <laughs> in the ACC. <laughs> Lord, be, behold, show up on campus, James Waters, I'm third two running back. Man, get out of here, man. You running back. No, man. I know when, no, for a fact, you want to move to de- defense when Pruitt got there. You start running that that thirty-four defense. Man, that's what I'm when saying. You, hey, Christian Jones stand up. I knew you wanted to go play linebacker. Yeah, man. To this day, Loto, and I promise y'all, fellas, everybody. To this day, this junk always come back to my head. Like, like I, I know y'all probably seen my Twitter just, man, just two days ago, or it might have been just yesterday. If y'all seen my tweet, I was talking to one of my teammates. Um, in the CFL, the defensive ends are smaller. They're about 235 to 240 pounds. And, um, what? They get the big – yeah. It's, oh, everything's they smaller what? up here, Lowe's. So watch. You don't see, dog. That's why you're going to be able to sift these dudes to the ground. Like, you're going to be able to see how – Don't tell me none of that no more. Because I'm telling you right now. Because I just seen your tweet earlier today. And I said, Bro, boy, you finna have a blast. All the linebackers in the CFL is like safeties in the States. Like linebackers be like two, they, the, the linebackers be two twenty, two twenty five. I'm like, oh yeah. So I'm already bigger than all okay. the linebackers and stuff. So now that I've seen these contracts, because we in free agency right now, so I'm seeing all these contracts with linebackers. Um, <laughs> you know they get super paid in this league. The linebackers and DMs get paid the most because I was quarterback. And now mm-hmm. um, I just tweeted out, I was like, damn man, I was a dominant ass linebacker. People don't take it serious. I was talking about it with some of my teammates, and I'm like, bro, you can't just switch over. Like it's not easy like that. And I was like, man, that's really was my primary position, man. I think about it all the time, but my ass 27, now I'm getting it, – it sounds crazy to say, but, shit, I'm getting old as hell now. It seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump us into some – Real quick, some, real quick. Oh, God, Dustin. With, uh, with Carlos talking about how dominant you were on defense in high school, I was just looking up some of your, your high school stats, and this shit is insane to me, so I just want to say real quick. James, you had 15 sacks as a sophomore, 19 sacks as a junior, eight as a senior, and this is more insane. You had 42 tackles for loss as a junior. Dude, that is insane. And honestly, you pretty much answered my question for me because I was going to ask you if you thought you should have like played linebacker instead of running back. And yeah, both did y'all Jimbo ever, questions. Did Jimbo ever say anything to you about no that? No question. What was that? Did Jimbo ever tell you anything about that, going to linebacker or suggested ever? I think everybody was so scared because the thing was, um, <laughs> once I, uh, once I uh, was going through recruitment and stuff, um, I, I mean, I was recruited by everybody, like Loso was too. Um, but a lot of people really wanted me for linebacker when I was um, saying I didn't know what I was going to do because I played both sides. And then once I, um, when I was taking these trips, they was really like, taking me in the linebacker room and you know what I'm saying in my back of my head I'm like man they're not even trying to show me no running back stuff Jimbo was always showing me running back stuff and I always made it real 
real, real firm. Like, yo, don't try to bring me in here and mm-hmm. put me at linebacker, yo. Like, we gonna we gonna have beef. Like, I'm like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be a running back. I know I'm six three. I know I'm two twenty five at eighteen years old. But I don't care. Like, I'm trying to be like, like I was so stuck on trying to, like you said, I was so stuck on trying to follow my dad's footsteps. I was blinded at the fact that I really had a meal ticket to like a first, it could have been like a high pick at linebacker, but I was so, you know, I was trying to follow Pop's footsteps so much. Yeah. And, um, like, it's not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a, I mean, I'm live as hell. I'm live as hell. That yeah, yeah, you now, are. But, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but, <laughs> you are. I can't let that slide out, but, you know, um, I could have made a lot more money and longer career at linebacker, and I was being told yeah. this. <laughs> even by my dad. Even my dad was telling me, he's like, do what you bro. love, but. Check this. Man, check this shit. If I, man, if I, my, the 2015 combine, if I would have told, if I would have went out there and, and worked out as a linebacker, I would have been the best in every category. I would have had the best yep. combine stats, any linebacker at the combine. And that shit was, tra- man, you, bro, it was, Man, it was terrible. It wasn't good. I already know. That's what I'm saying. Because we hybrids, like, it's like, it, it, we're hybrids, man. We, we're more hybrids. Like, you go going through, so, like, for instance, like, your brother, like, Vince. Vince is a big ass. Vince going to stick your ass. You ain't, he, he, he ain't running over Vince. He's a cold stone, <laughs> three, four linebacker. That was yeah. the fuck. That boss. Yeah. I wouldn't let that nigga hit me. And we were, uh, we were coming, by the time we were coming into the draft, the league was just starting to kind of change and kind of transition into linebackers mm-hmm. that's fast and linebackers that can cover and fill that gap up. You know what I'm saying? It's not – you don't see those big-ass 260-pound Ray Lewis's no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, nope. big, it, it, it's more They're more 235, 240 now. Someone's got to get the Lamar Jackson's ass. Somebody got to stick – yeah, somebody got to stop Lamar. Somebody got to stick McCaffrey and Dalvin – and who gonna cover it? These big two sixty guys can't do it. So the transition starting to happen. And and with me, I've been fighting my whole life. Like I said, I was eighteen years old, and I was two hundred and twenty five pounds. I've been fighting my whole life to keep my weight down. Yeah. Um, where, where I could play line, uh, where I could play running back. But yeah, yeah even my dad you said, man, even my dad was like, hey, go go play linebacker. If you stop lifting weight, you will stop gaining muscle mass. You have no body fat. I got no body fat. The old person I've ever met. Yeah, this man, this man. Man, we used to have. They used to give me. They used to give me these things that. Uh, they used to give me these things at Florida State to give me body fat. Cause my body fat was unhealthy, dog. I think it was like one. And I promise, if you guys, this is on record too. Like, um, I think it was like it, it sounds fake what I'm about to say, but it's just like one point. Something like that. One point six. I know. Listen, Jeez. I had seven point eight percent body fat. And this is our junior year. Dub came in, he had 2.6% body fat. 2.6, yeah. We're like, how are you 227, you have 2% body fat? Like, how are you surviving? How are you not having <laughs> body doing it? Someone he feed this man. Feed this man. <laughs> but the thing, I was too, like, I was like 227. I was 225. Like, I wasn't skinny. It was so weird, man. It was weird. And I used to, like. Man, I used to be like, damn, like I used to have to like work my way out because they give us these protein shakes. Like I said, we we was ahead of our game. We was ahead of our game. They made sure we was on point with our weights and all that. And I used to try to like fake drink my shakes and all of that where I could. Uh-huh. I knew I'd be killing those shakes. I knew my real weight. My real weight was supposed to be around like 240. I probably would be like 240, 240. Like Chris and Jones. 
you know, I probably supposed to be built like Kristen Jones, really realistically, but I've just been fighting my whole life to keep my weight down. <laughs> to play damn running back. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so, so I was just talking, like, as y'all seen my Twitter the other day, I was just saying the other day, I was like, man, I'm 27. I was like, I can dominate. I was like, I, let, let me dominate. And then when, once they start saying I'm old, because you know the years is different as a running back and linebacker. Once mm-hmm. they start saying I get to that eight that I'm old, that age that I'm yeah. old, take <laughs> my ass over the linebacker and then yeah. and surprise the world. I'm going to do it. Yeah. I promise exactly. you. Y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard it here first. Never said this. I never said this. Y'all heard it here first. Record this. I'm telling you, it's already recorded. When I get old, I'm gonna switch over and dominate. How about you go and do us all a favor and go to Montreal and play and and play linebacker when y'all play Toronto this year? How about you do that? Oh, hell no! Toronto, know I'm mad at them. I gotta put up like I, I gotta go to. I'm trying to put up the best game I ever had against Toronto. They know I'm mad at them. I can't switch over that game. That's the one game I can't switch over. I got, we got, we got, we got, looking for revenge. We got, I got, I got some Twitter questions from some of the fans and we can jump through these real quick. Um, Okay. And they got some questions for you guys. So this is from Alex underscore is me zero three. And this is for you, James starting off. He says, what, what was that feeling like after the big run versus Clemson in 2012? Oh man. Well, you see the play before. Um, If you look at that film, tell them if you look at that film, it shows me coming in the game during Harry Up. Um, mm-hmm. We were running Harry Up offense, and I came into the game. Um, I wasn't even in the play before. And um, they called my play. And Loso, you probably remember it like it was yesterday, the plays. I think it was, uh, what was Florida State? A uh, three Louis. Three Louis. That was the inside three. zone, or am I tripping? No, that's right. That's right. That's three Louis. Three Rocks, three Louis. Yeah, I think I had a three Louis with Lonnie Pryor. Lonnie Pryor, the most underrated fullback, man. And um, Lonnie, look, you gonna see Lonnie? You gonna see me? You gonna see me lean up? Go look at the film. You gonna see me lean up? Y'all probably can pull it up now. And Lonnie just like follow me, like Lonnie, like follow me. So Lonnie blasts the linebacker. I go up behind him. That was still, I mean, to this day, man, that's the run that's really put me on the map. Like that's that's the run as a college player. Like you know, the games before that we played those little like D three, D two colleges, and we were killing them. But you not getting props off those games. You know what I'm saying? We were kids then. Like, we were still babies. Like, we were sophomores. We, we were still babies. Like, That's young. the thing. Yeah, y'all we were babies, babies man. And, and Clemson was supposed to be a powerhouse. And it was, it was I mean, that was, the, that was my favorite run of all the college for me. And um, that's what put me on the map, man. That, I mean, I remember after I broke the tackle, I remember the hole opened up, and I was like, oh, shit, like, I could break. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we still babies. So, like, in my head, we like, oh, I'm going to have a big-ass run against Clemson. And then I, I remember breaking one dude, and I was like, yo, this it. Like, this this the best college players? And I remember tipping <laughs> the dude, and I was like, oh, man, my confidence after that play. Like, I was already confident. We were some confident-ass, cocky-ass little kids. Yeah. But, man, <laughs> yeah. after that play, you couldn't tell me. I was like, oh, no, hell no. Yeah, who's I said, up these next? supposed to be the best players, and is that easy to throw them to the ground like that? <laughs> it, it was over. It, that, that, that play created a monster. Around. They got slung Yeah, that, that, that play created a monster out of me mentally. This next question is from PA underscore Nolzins for both of y'all. Uh, are either of y'all considering giving the XFL a look after their thoughts on the games this past weekend? I actually got a – yeah, I actually – so um, through, through the whole process, man, I, I really was considering it. And, uh, you know, my um, you know my um, head coach uh, that I won the championship, the Great Cup with, he's actually down in my city in Tampa Bay. 
and he's the GM and head coach there, Mark Tressman. So um, I remember I was like, man, this is going to work out great. Like, you know, he loves me. I love him. You know, it's right in my city. Uh, they play right where my dad broke all those records. Like, it'll be a perfect Cinderella story. But and then, unfortunately, I end up – well, not unfortunately. I don't want to downgrade nobody. But uh, I, got, I got drafted by L.A. The L.A. pick was before the Tampa Bay pick. So I got drafted by L.A. And once I um, got drafted by L.A. and the way um, – I was just like, man, you know, it's not – I think the only way I would have went to the XFL is – if it was in Tampa Bay. And um, the fact that it wasn't in Tampa Bay, I was just like, well, you know, I don't want to take a chance on, you know, getting uh, injured for that amount of money when I have uh, contracts up in Canada waiting for me that, that's uh, bigger, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I had, two, I had two plans. I could even go to their, the XFL and then try to go to the NFL right after. But I think for me, I really just, uh, um, I was getting NFL interest, but, you know, nothing, nothing solid. So, yeah. Um, I end up, yeah, I end up just, um, you know, okay. kind of sticking it with the CFL. Um, I got drafted by the LA Wildcats, but I end up sticking it with the NFL. I mean, uh, X, uh, CFL, damn. CFL. <laughs> There's a lot of them now, man. They <laughs> All these FLs, I know, shit, too. <laughs> trying to keep up now. <laughs> we talked about I this the other that, night. I ain't give it a chance. I'm not. Listen, I'm going to keep it a buck. A lot of people may not like it. A people may not agree. Only reason why I stayed away from it is because of one human being. His name is Doug Whaley. I don't like Doug Whaley. I never will like Doug Whaley. If I see oh, Doug yeah. Whaley, it's gonna be a mess. Under fucking standard. I don't like him. Um, I don't. I don't like him. You know, I got released in Buffalo, and I can admit it. You know what? I wasn't doing the things in line to make myself accountable to be on that roster. And me and James was there. And James told yeah. me face to face he was a real. Hey, they you need to pick it up. What they talking? So I picked it up. He didn't give me a chance to perform, and I knew why. If I had a chance to perform, you cut me on game day, and I was prepared to play. I was oh, I remember that. Ah, I remember that. And I was prepared I to play. That. So when you asked me to come to the office, you cut me. It's not because you knew for a fact if I stayed on that roster, you would have had to pay me for being the person I was, and you didn't want to, you didn't want to do that. So, Doug Whaley, you're part of XSL. I watch y'all. I commend y'all. I got homeboys playing in it. I'm very proud of it. But time he put his name on it, I don't want to be no parts of it. I don't want no part of it. I don't want nothing, nothing to do with Doug Wayne. I respect the league. I respect what they're doing. I respect how they're making it better than the AAF. I think the football teams are in better cities. I think um, I think it's going to bring more people to watch it because of the cities that they're in. They're missing football mm -hmm. around this time of year. There's no spring games coming up yet, and you can't really go watch spring football practice in college cities. But you put a team in Tampa, where there's USF and Tampa Bay, people are going to go watch. You put a team, right. I, mean, I mean, you put a team in D.C., you got Baltimore and you got what's called the Redskins right there. In, in, I mean, you're right there. You got football right there. You put them in uh, a MetLife Stadium. You got the Jets and Giants watching football. I mean, yep. you put they, – they're more strategic. Seattle has a team. You know, like you got L.A. has a team. Houston, Dallas has a team. You put these places where teams are missing football at that time. So, you, I mean, it's, it's a lot more. The marketing's better. But as far as me wanting to play, not a chance. I didn't put my name in the draft. I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to put my name on none of that. So, Doug Whaley's a part of it. Everything I feel like he's a part of is a camp. This this next one is from Wolf Blade Z, and I think he's coming after you. This is mainly for you, Carlos. He asks, and you're just coming straight up with it. Ask them why. <laughs> Here it goes. This yeah. is here they come. Oh, yeah. Here they go. Watch it, though. Yeah. <laughs> he said, ask them why was the offense so bad against Oregon in 2014? Ask him how many oh, times we ran the ball in the second half. 
Say that again. Let's rewind. Let, 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 let's read. What, what was the name again? This is Wolf Blade Z. Hey, y'all gonna have loads to go Tweedle. <laughs> Here we go. Let, let's rewind the game real quick. I believe I had 12 carries, 75 yards in the touchdown. Dalvin had 15 carries, 105 yards in the first half. We ran the ball three times in the second half, and all the players that fumbled the ball were either redshirt sophomores or sophomores at the time. So, my friend, the offense is terrible because you put the ball in players that wasn't able to be capable of playing big games. You you had seniors, yep. Rashad Green, Nick O'Leary. You had receivers that were capable of making those plays. Did you put the ball in their hands? No, I'm sorry. I want to call it play calling. Do I respect Jimbo? Yes. Do I love Jimbo like a father? But you screwed us. You didn't put us in the discipline to win. They wasn't prepared for the run. All those, that, two of those front guys are sitting down in uh, San Fran. Two of those big D, D linemen sitting down in San Fran. But you, but they wasn't built to stop Cam. They wasn't stopping Rod and Bobby. They wasn't stopping They weren't doing none of that. shit wasn't going to survive. You ran the ball three times in the second half. I got the clip. I got every touch I had in that game. I actually had a couple catches in that game that were pretty nice. But, I, what I, but you, can't, you can't expect to beat a Pac-12 team who's in what? Used to sing spread offenses, pro style, throwing the ball through offenses. And you run, you run the ball three times. You got a senior and a freshman who just broke the freshman rushing record at Florida State since Wart Dunn. Yeah, I highly doubt you would not put the ball in the hands of your running backs. You're gonna keep, you're gonna keep dropping back. You got hella good pass rushers. Everybody in that front four went first round. Please tell me, but tell me I'm wrong. Thank you. Sure, saying that. Thank you. You can't be successful without putting the ball in the guy who's gonna make it happen. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that the guys that touched the ball were not capable. They just was not ready for that big stage. Like, yeah, right. That was young, young boy. That's, that's a different stage. That's a different stage, man. Everybody in the country watching your game. All the lights are on you. And you in the Rose Bowl, the granddaddy of them all. There's yeah. over 100,000 people in there watching you. And every mistake that you put on film, everybody's watching. So you, when you got the pressure of family, friends, coaches, teammates, then you got the fans of the team that you play for. Then you got the coaches that's watching that film that you could be drafted if you're a redshirt sophomore or, more, or older. Like, it's a lot of pressure. You can't put the ball in some people's hands in those situations. Sometimes you can. That's true. Fight. How, and then the last question here is from uh, PA underscore Knowles asks, how physical and intense were y'all's practices? Was it true that Jimbo threw Jalen out of practice? Jimbo, and that's what I said is the difference between Willie and Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Jimbo, he didn't care who Jameis used to get. Man, Jameis used to get cussed out, out every day. All the time. Jameis got done everybody got sore necks. Jimbo was old school before all these people start to. You know, it's a, it's a new day. It's a new it's a new age, man. Coaches they complaining now. Jimbo used to grab. He didn't care if you was. Why well, look? I'll tell you this. Nobody was grabbing Timmy's face mask, but besides Timmy no. Jernigan, <laughs> besides Timmy Jernigan, Jimbo gonna get the hell out of your face mask. Man, Timmy got bodies. I'm telling you right now, man. <laughs> Timmy was the type of guy. Timmy the type of guy. If I know I'm gonna get a bar fight, I know I'm gonna get in the bar fight. A couple knives, a couple broken bottles. I'm bringing Tim. None of that shit gonna go down once he walks in. I'm telling you. I'm right telling now. you. Once you see Tim, dude, a silverback, man. No clues is happening. No, that's man. That's one of the realest. Hey. But yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, no, Jimbo used to throw people out of practice. Um, Ramsey, bro, Ramsey, hey, got, hold on. hey, hold on. This my see. Oh, you wasn't there for this one, bro. Funniest event ever happened. 
the day before we left to go to California to play Oregon in the Rose Bowl, we're doing um, two-minute drills. And you know when he does no clock, he runs the clock, and all Darren doesn't stand by him. Darren Kern, head of equipment. You know, <laughs> yeah, Temple, yeah. Temple, Temple up top. Oh, and screaming and, and just pushing Jimbo off. So we had seven seconds left. He threw a ball down to Bobo. Bobo tapped out of bounds. So instead of calling timeout, we ran down the clock it to save the timeout. Jimbo said the time went off the clock, blew the whistle up. As, as, as Darren is counting, man, Jamie say, man, fuck that. Run the play. He's talking like, hey, run the play, run the play, run the play. Jimbo said, the clock's fucking dead. The clock is over. The room is over. He said, no run the play. He runs the play. Jimbo goes off. Fuck off my field out of my pocket. Man, what? So we all come together. We all taking a knee. And we're and he he's talking to us about you know the practice and everything. And Jameis is standing on the outside of us and, just, and like we're all taking knees. He just he said he said, Did I take the fuck off the field? He said, Coach, I'm not gonna do it for that. You're gonna try to embarrass you step on his toes, boy. It wasn't even like that, coach. You can it's it's a simple disagreement, coach. He wanted to compete and win the drill. You gave defense a dub. Like Jimbo wasn't trying to hear none of that, dog. Zimbo, you, no, you step on no, Zimbo had the biggest and it was like I said, it was so respectful. So that and and I wouldn't say that's how you keep players in line. Like I wouldn't say it like that, but that that was the um respect. Like, you know, like we was competitive as hell. So that's why I said people used to always just get thrown out because stuff Zimbo like that. Like it's not getting thrown out from being Zimbo rude or disrespectful. It's just really com- competitive in nature. Like, no, we're gonna run this extra play and Jimbo be like, Who? I'm the boss. Take your ass back there. He, oh, Jimbo knew everybody's city on, like, he didn't even have to think. Hey, you remember we used to reload ourselves? Reload? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, like, 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 you try to mess like, up, like, you think like, you're like, finna just, back on the ball, y'all, back on the ball. Hell no. There's 12 scripted plays, and then we'll have, like, a missing assignment on a blitz pickup. But, like, it's not like a bad MA. It's just like, okay, now I'm tracking them better. I ain't got to run. I ain't got to rush. I got to wait and find my, no, find my blitzer. Then I'm going to get out on my route if he don't come. We had this a simple MA. Jimbo wanted to keep going on. We started to reload ourselves. Hey, coach, no, nah, we missed that. He moved the DB on practice on what's called on scout team moving too slow off the blitz head. I'm, I released too early. I got to come back and get him. We started to reload ourselves. That what made us us like we took we took the responsibility of making our correction on our own. We don't have to be taught and teach everything like kids are now. Like I've heard the DBs. That's what I say now. Nah, well, we just run man. We run a man everything. Man everything. Like we just match man. So you telling me y'all just matching man and y'all doing just massive substitution because of what? I don't know. So what's the game plan? You just playing everybody the same. What? Y'all watching the I don't know. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. I wanna I wanna go up there and ask the kid, can you draw something six up and just wait till wait till you draw it up? And keep him to draw it up right. Like I I mean like, give, give me zero. Like you don't want a zero with no pressure. What? With a four man pressure, with just a four front blitzing. You got them what? boys out there all day chasing me. <laughs> yeah, they what? So you telling me I'm in zero and I got the linebacker one on one with a good running back? Like, like what's it called? DTN out of uh, Clemson? Yeah. You think D Jackson? You think D Jackson's gonna tackle him man over field? Oof. No, D Jackson could tackle blade of grass. Did y'all egg? Did y'all do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, man, y'all, did y'all do a lot man. of? 
Y'all didn't do a lot of dancing. Jimbo didn't want to do a lot of dancing during his practices. Dancing. <laughs> yeah, only one you did your ass on that pond. You, you <laughs> made your ass gonna be on that pond. dancing? Hell no. <laughs> I wish you would piss roll at Jimbo practice. How about two Tootsie Ass Rolls at the Pope Pope County, Carlos? Tootsie Ass Rolls. Boy, yeah, he gonna know your county. He gonna know your city. Man, I remember. Uh, I had um, man. So I messed around. Like I said, it was no such thing as studying now. And I'm a freshman. Freaking Vince Williams and Nigel Bradham on the field at the same damn time. I get a swing pass. Now Nigel Bradham coming downhill towards me, and freaking Vince coming. From the middle of the field, it's literally nowhere to go. It is pointless to take it. It's pointless to try to do anything at this point. I get my about six yards, and, uh, you know, I tried to shake, shake to see if Nigel come off the line. He didn't. And I, you know, gave him a little, a little skip out of bounds. But as soon as, before my feet touched the, man, before my feet touched the ground out of bounds, Jimbo, beep! Why do you, you're fucking five star those shiny muscles for nothing? Did it take your ass back to Tampa, Florida? I was like, damn. I was like, why you? <laughs> Jimbo used to try to embarrass him. So if you ignore him, if you try to be oh, mentally strong and ignore him and keep walking towards the huddle, oh, he's stopping all the practice. Then he's going to embarrass you. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you don't look at him while, while he's talking to you, like you walking back to the huddle, he's going to make sure he embarrasses your ass. And then if you Bro, give him a side look, it was, it was so many levels to it. You give him a side yeah. look, what? You act like you want to do something. What you want to do? You, you, you oh. sit there like, damn, dog. And like I said, all this was ashamed to everybody except for Timmy, though. Timmy was not rude and said nothing. Nope. nope. <laughs> Timmy, he didn't talk to Timmy no kind of way. He, I, I think he had um, a different level of respect for Timmy. <laughs> yeah, that was, that Listen, was different. It, 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 it's, it's, I mean, man, it, man, we had some real. So no dancing. No dancing. Good to know. I didn't think oh yeah, no, dancing was dancing was dead. Dancing was Mm-mm. dead. Nah. Well, after, imagine after, being from Polk County. You had your starting fullback and tailback my senior year from Polk County. And he walk up to the indoor facility, look at this shit. Got these two, got these two, these, these just look at these two from Polk County. Huh? The country is for these home teams. Why Polk County got to be all that? I think Odell from Polk County, he's from old Polk County. Hey. He got from that new shit. Hey. But I, I, I agree with Jimbo though, cause uh, Polk County country in the bitch, boy. I man, come on, dog. Come on, bro. Because y'all got cornrows. Hey, hey, every all y'all gonna look on Chris Rainey page right now, nah, and just go look on his IG page and his videos, how he talk, how country they is over there. Looks the same way. Bits oh. the same way. We have some Polk. We had Polk County in the building during that team. We had about bro, five Polk listen, County people bro. on the team now. Hey, bro, home of the greatest, dog. You know what I'm saying? Polk oh, County home no, of they the was live. You can't take that from them. They, they live now. That, that's one of the, where most of the best athletes come from in, in, in Florida. But they still country as hell, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got number one grows on Highway 27. We straight with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 27 grows. good on it. <laughs> hey, when when do y'all y'all got y'all schedule yet? When do y'all play each other? Do y- y'all should right this upcoming season? Yeah, we play each other. Oh man, I went to the rival team. Oh yeah, <laughs> I went to the rival team. Yeah, we play each other three times every year. <laughs> three times every year. So. I'm gonna say this, Doug. I'm gonna ask you 
to tell them linebackers and safeties, the first I hit, the first one I make contact with, he's going to feel <laughs> okay, everything I've been holding. Bro, he's going to feel 2015, 2016, 17, 18, and 19, all through his time. I'm going Ooh. to <laughs> his ass. I'm, I'm already knowing. No, so, hey, that's why I said. No, you're going to have so much fun. Like, watch. It's so much different. Like I said, the linebackers here, the average linebacker weight is like 220, 225. And the safeties are really like corners. And the corners just extra skinny, like, like weigh something. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, but that's normal. They're always <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Y'all don't look up the rosters on these teams, man. When I tell you, I, I'm the biggest person. On, I'm the biggest person on the field, skill wise. Like, but don't go out there and get sleep. Not trying to go out there and wild out against Toronto. You just hey, hey. Line, <laughs> <laughs> hey when I tell you, hey, I'm telling you, y'all better have. Hey, Toronto, no, Toronto, no, they gotta have that special speech. Hey. They know I, they already. They know how mad I am. They know I'm coming with it. They know <laughs> I'm coming with it. I ain't doing no shaking. I don't care if it go for only six yards. Damn. Like, they, gonna, they gonna feel me. <laughs> I'm getting my. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wear my big. I got. See, look, I got two sets of pads depending on what type of team I'm playing. I got pads, you know the loose pads, little smaller pads where I can try to get up out of there. And I got these pads for like the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Steeler type games. Like you know, they just gonna be banging the whole game. Yeah, exactly. I'm bringing I'm, I'm bringing them two two trains out. <laughs> well, I, 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 this is too good. We can do this for two or three more hours, I think. But we we definitely ran over definitely an hour by now. Uh, oh yeah, my bad, man. Y'all, no, no, we, we only answer, we literally only answered like three questions. Hey, I told you, me and Los, when me and Los get on the phone, man, I, I miss my brother, man. I'm gonna try to get down there in Tallahassee. Uh, yeah. I think they play Louisville on the 24th or the 25th, yeah. the basketball team. But uh, no, I seen how they showing love to everybody, so I ain't yeah. coming if they can't get yeah. me on the court side. Yeah. It got to be court side. Nah, if, if you come down, if you if you come down. Side. If you come down, hey, they had Dalvin courtside this past weekend, so that's what I'm saying. So now, hey, that's it better be the same way. I like being. Listen, me and my wife had to do a duck off of the crow's nest. We were vibing. We see the whole court. I don't got to be courtside. I don't need none of that extra in my face. No, no, sir, we Bob. If you catch crows in Tallahassee, you catch me in Tallahassee. You see me high and by, shaking hand, I take pictures, all that. But I'm not, I don't want that extra. I don't need no court side. <laughs> uh, James needs some pictures. James wants some pictures. Hey, I, of you know side. I want them. Hey, I can't even chat. I want them. Okay, okay, I'm going to send an ovation. I say, ooh, that look good. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, see, like, James, James would consider, like, we don't, we don't go fly Delta Airlines. Delta Airlines he don't he don't he don't fly first class. I'm just saying, I'm gonna be in the back of the plane, so crash, I'm gonna live. I'm cool on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my guy. That, see, that's why me and James always live with the now saying, what with each other? Cause James gonna be in the club. He's gonna have the booth in the club. I'm oh yeah. Go yeah. With that next booth, like next to those stupid stuff going. I'm that guy. Yo, yo, and you, you have, have, have Timmy as a security guard. <laughs> Timmy, Timmy, bro, Timmy, don't fuck with me, bro. I said, don't look. Y'all already said we went over an hour. Don't y'all finna get us? I know, I know. Another... We're about no. We were gonna get to the club part of it. Maybe that we'll save that for part two. <laughs> Outside, uh, hey, y'all, y'all got my number. Y'all let me know at least twenty four hours before. Let me know a day before. You get me on with Lonzo. We could do this all day. 
I'm All sure right. the fans are going to want to bring us back on with some more questions oh, yeah. anyway. So I'm sure we'll be back on. Oh, it's going to be an unloaded so, clip. Give them boys fair warning. Because the first man I hit, he might go straight to God. I'm going to tweet it out right now. I'll say, <laughs> my brother, I'm going to say the first linebacker he's hey. Tell me how you want me to say it. It's going on Twitter. I got to let the world know. I believe it. I don't know who y'all play first. I don't know who y'all play first, but I I, I know it because I know you and I believe it. So I'm going to give them the fair warning. I don't know if they're taking it it serious right now. They've been quiet about you. They're not gassing you up. Like you said, just how you like it. You don't like to be like gassed up anyway, but. Yes, sir. It seems like you're going to wake some people up. Oh, okay, man, listen. Them, them, boy, them boys going to be taking um, a couple bucks after they see me. They're going to go oh. five and the off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I already know. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I already know. I'm going to put a cross on top of the top of his head and I'm going to crucify his ass. <laughs> I'm already knowing. I'm already know. Hey, matter of fact, talking about loss, matter of fact, because I know the fans are going to ask this because they act it all the time and they be tagging my ass now. Now, I'll say this right now because I want to clear the air. I think we was oh, – we might have been freshmen. We might have been sophomores. Hey, when you were, when you cribbed that uh, against Miami, what we was? Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me about that, please. See, see look, 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 listen. Ooh. I'm going to tell you all right now. <laughs> we played Miami. And every time we play Miami, we everybody always score. All Everybody, me, Los, and Freeman. Every time. We hated Miami. We all score. So, Los, oof, Los, you know what I'm saying? I'm in a huddle, you know. I'm, I'm doing the most. I'm, I'm, I'm geeked up. I'm like, hey, you, 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 you about to score? We got you. We can get him to the crib. I'm jazzed up. Lowe's get the kick return, and this part, now, like I told y'all, I, I raced with Lowe's, and you know he got me by about two steps. But this is the fastest I ever seen. This is the fastest, faster than that toss he got, and all that. This is the fastest I ever seen him run. When I tell you, they called me for a holding call, and Lowe's didn't know yet. Lowe's was still running. <laughs> <laughs> Los was still running, had about 50 more yards to go. Not the ref just threw the flag, the flag and bounced off my shoulder and all. I'm like, damn. Los running for like 50 more yards. I'm like, oh, he's gonna be hot. When I tell you, um, they called that back, and so many fans was mad at me. I, I went over and I tried to, I, I tried my hardest to cuss out the referee for Los. Please, that wasn't no holding, man. Come on, let's go. Like that was not a holding call. Until this day, I'm talking about how long ago was that, man? That was over. That was like ten years ago. No, that was uh, no, that was, uh, eight, was eight years ago. Seven years ago. Eight. Listen, man, bro, nine years ago. I'm still getting tagged. I'm still getting tagged to this day. Nah, man. I'm telling you, I'm still getting. Somebody tagged me today. I'm gonna screenshot it. Somebody tagged me today with that shit. Listen, we were on the field, and Coach Brand was talking. Hey, hey, let's open up. You know, let's open up one with hey, one big. You know. To get one down the field, open up a good field position. So they kicked it to me. And Greg was back there with me because Jordan was on the field. Greg was back there with right. me. And we had counter left. And I and Dub had to block the three. So I seen <laughs> Dub If you watch the if you watch the tape, I cut off a of Dub block. You can see me run back. Yeah, yeah. So what nobody ever pays attention to is number thirty one, Terrence Brooks. I Man, y'all know how fast he Brooks is? I was running. Yeah, no, Taron yeah, Brooks, Brooks was rolling. He curved off and curved. He, he beat me to the end zone. He curved off and ran to the middle of the end zone instead. Like, he, I ran into Peter Ward, and then he ran to the middle of the end zone. Like, nobody really paid attention. They talking about me catching Kermit. Think about everybody who was around that was running fast. 
Like, Terrence Brooks was flying, like, blocking for me. Like, he was flying. But, I mean, the flag came out. I mean, it sucked. That was one of the longest kick returns in Florida State history, Doug. It was in Florida State. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? But listen, y'all, please. The angle that they be showing y'all, y'all got to see how this man flopped, man. Listen. This man so damn bad. They, it wasn't bad like now. Like, so it, man, the angle was bad. I don't know what that retreat was doing, man. He hit me with the flag. I, I seen you running. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was still celebrating because I was happy for you. And then I knew the flag hit me, so I'm running towards you still, acting like I don't know the flag hit me. And, man, I just want to publicly say, man, I apologize because that's what was wild. <laughs> Bruh, it's all good. As long yeah. as you want them boys up in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to send out the tweet now. That's all I can do is warn the whole world. I'm going to warn the whole league about this. And if they, hey, if they don't take it on from there, man, I, I, I did my part. <laughs> I, I did my part. Let them know. We the hey, we the biggest bats. I'm telling you, we the biggest bats. We going hey. I look for I, I look for yeah. man. Like, as always, these running they they got some nice backs up in the league, but man, they ain't nobody on like you know what I'm saying. We built different Central yeah. Florida. Yeah, buddy. Um, I, I, yeah, yeah, buddy, man. We 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 gonna, we gonna drive each, we gonna compete and drive each other to be so good, man. As always, yeah. so. I can't That's wait to, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm only four, I, I, I'm only four I, I, hours up the road. I'm only four hours up the road from you, so. Um, Honestly, I thought about it, though. Like, I think after every game, we really going to be looking at each other's stats because that's what we do all the time. You know that's what we're going to do. Hey, if you play at uh, 3 o'clock and I play at 7, if I see you yeah. put up 120, I'm like, damn, I got to get yeah, 125 because I, mean, I know you're going to call me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, I mean people, people don't really see it, but. Like, when you think about guys that played together in college, that played on a high level and that played in championships, they really do, you know, they pay homage to the guys they played against and with. I mean, that's why you see a lot of jersey swapping from guys that played yeah. with each other or against each other for a long period of time or at different schools in college. But, like, you, you miss, I mean, me and Dub had a relationship before we were touch campus. And it's kind of right. how you kind of – we have that. It's a mutual respect. I respect Dub's game. Dub is the only person that's the most clumbiest, clumsiest, most balanced person. <laughs> he'll trip all over an acorn, but he'll but he'll stop himself with his pinky finger and his, and his left toe. Like it's balanced out of this world. Like yeah. obviously, I mean, it, he, his his game is just it's different from mine. James actually is a better receiver out of both of us. He caught a lot more balls than I caught because James was a running back in high school. He had to catch balls. He got his ball skills playing in high school. So, I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that people don't even know, but we feed off each other energy. Like, we really do. Yeah, we, we do. We feed off each we other do. energy all the time. And we're you kind of got to have that. It's just a little extra oomph when you go to play ball, and I'm going under unfamiliar. He's going to a new place with unfamiliar. So, kind of having somebody right. in that region that you know, like a brother like that or close like that, you kind of feed off their energy, even though you're not on the same team. You know that person is going to do well. So you're going to see them push them to do well. I think it's going to happen a lot this season. Perfect. It's going to, I'm, it's, look, it's, I'm it's, looking it's going to boom. I can't wait. It's, 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 like you said, we're definitely going to take each other to the next level. Like I said, these running backs, like you know them because you're cool with them through the league, but to actually have somebody that you used to sit in the dorm with. Mm-hmm. And talk, talk talk about your dreams, like you know what I'm saying. Like we actually used to sit in the dorm and talk about our dreams together. Now we're here at the pro level. Yeah, man, we're gonna do the same thing we did at Florida State. When we did it at Florida State, what we did, we was unbeatable, and we won the freaking ring. We on different teams now. You know, I can't do nothing to tackle Lowe's. Lowe's can't do nothing to tackle me. But we gonna, I mean, we gonna make it hell for the whole league, man. Shit. So y'all make sure y'all make sure I'm y'all let the whole league know. 
Hey, that's what I say. That's what I say. For, hey, if a game get close, hey, I'm not, you know me. I'm stepping out there. I'm like, look, hey, watch coach, out. Hey, coach, Y'all ain't hey, getting the job done. Because you know he's not going to make the play. <laughs> Y'all got like, Let me come off that edge. Greg, hey, you know, Montreal now. Yeah, no, I'm with G5. Yeah, no, G5, yeah. He, man, G5, he was one of the first people to hit me up. Okay. He was like, oh, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we live, man. And when I tell you we live, it's, the thing about it, man, Florida State, that team, not even just that national championship team, because because we had, um, it's guys, man, we were standing on shoulders, man. It's guys who built us up to that national championship. The year before, we really could have went back. We really could have went back to back, but that's, uh, that's for the next episode. Check, check this. Check this. We won a national championship without Xavier Rhodes, without, <laughs> with, with, Nick without, Moody. Nick Moody. without Nick Moody, without Chance Parks, and without Greg Reed. Imagine if we had Greg Reed as A. We had Zay and Greg Reed. I'm so what happened to PJ? Where does Thorner go? Like, does he go back to safety? Does he go to corner? Where does Jalen come in? Think about that, bro. Yeah. Think about who yeah. you want a championship with. Imagine where those pieces go if Zay and Greg still stay here. And Greg, and Zay, and Greg, they were the first rounder. Greg would have been a first rounder, guaranteed. Greg, so where would yeah, Greg, he definitely would have been a first rounder. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, where would, like, where, I thought, like, you know what I'm saying? A couple of them boys would have had to wait to play for real, for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, he did. Plus, you had, you had a guy like Brandon Jenkins, who also declared early uh, in 2012, didn't come back for 2013. And, I mean, and, and if you guys want to talk about your position, Chris Thompson could have came back for another year as well. Yeah. I mean, those, those two guys had, major, they had major injuries. And that yeah, you have yeah. an injury like that, it, it does make it scary to come back and go to school. And you know what, though? It's not like professional. Like, you know, there are there are guys that go to camp that don't practice. That's football. You know what I'm saying? You got to yeah. show respect to those guys. Like, I remember being with Shady. Bro, you're not practicing every single day. You got veterans <laughs> day on Tuesday and Thursday. They don't understand that, yep. Because yeah, yeah. he's going to get the ball 30 times in the game. We can't wear him out like that. That's not how this is going to work. In college, right. there is no hierarchy like that. You are a player, and the best player is going to play. But what if the show is a yep. player? Your ass better get in practice get them fucking reps. If not, <laughs> F-O-L. <laughs> yeah. And, then Chris and that's how I have the heat, too. Chris came back from a big injury, right? Come, come back from a big injury. You got Devontae Freeman. You got Mario Pender, who's hot, fresh out of high school. And you got James Wilder. Do I want to share carries? No, because two years prior to that, I outbeat Ty Jones and um, what's his name, Jermaine Thompson. He outbeat, oh, yeah. he beat them both for carries, and that's when Bonte and Doug came in as their freshman year. So I mean, you really got to think. It's a lot of pieces to put into that puzzle, man. Am I going to come back and have to split time and lower my draft stock, or can I outbeat this injury and turn and flip it around? and make something out of nothing. I think he did very well. He's been in Washington his whole career. He's got a couple new contracts. I think he's, I think that was a good decision. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking I'm looking forward to watching y'all in the CFL. There's a lot of Knowles, too. Nooney just went up there, too. Rodney Smith's up there. Still Cashers up there. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching. I think a lot of FSU fans, too, are going to try to put a little bit more focus into it, too, because there, there's a lot of Knowles. There's a lot of you guys up there. And we ran yeah. over this. We're now, now an hour and a half. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna let y'all go, man. We might, we might, we might just go ahead and just call it two hours, three hours. We could do it all night hey, long. Bro. 
Bro, but, yo drunk, you, you gonna be you gonna be at what's it called Friday night, ain't you? You gonna I'm be not at, gonna uh, be drunk. I'm not gonna be drunk. Hey, y'all making me miss it, man. I can't wait to go down to Tallahassee and see y'all, man. Yeah, you like, bro, that, that, hey, that twenty that twenty fifth weekend, Loso, that twenty fifth weekend, I'm um I'm definitely gonna come down there. Uh, so I'm definitely gonna come down, yeah. hang with the wifey, hang with the see the babies. I see my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. chilling, bro. This is in a minute, so. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm coming down. There. Logan, I don't want to see you. You don't want to see me? What about me? I know I don't got any kids. I'll bring some beers. Oh, oh no, the kid, the kid, the, the, yeah, the kids probably got a baby Look, wherever Loso bring me, wherever Loso bring me. Look, like I said, I haven't been in Tallahassee in a while. Know that I was brought there because of Los. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard they, bro, they closed down the color field. Yeah, Collie's gone. That's freaking ridiculous. That was the most booming club on Saturday night after the game. You could walk right from Legacy Suites. Legacy Suites probably ain't even there no more. We used to walk right from hey, Legacy Duh. Suites. To... What's up? Duh. Savannah said Yo. it got to be Jaeger or nothing. It got to be what? Jaeger or nothing, like Buffalo. Oh, sh- Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I still don't know how y'all two did that. Hey, man, boy, boy, boy. When I tell you, <laughs> boy, we'll, we'll, hey, we'll say that. We'll, we'll say so that for part two. That's what I said. You got to let it be known. We, 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 got, a, we got another episode. Wait, we're going to have a part two. Yeah, we're going to have it's, off the field. It's mandatory. Wilder. It's mandatory. <laughs> yeah, I, told you get, I told you when you get us two together, man. I told I you when you get us two together. Hey. If y'all got them Florida State connects, tell them look. They can get low so way up uh, up there. Tell them I need the courtside though. I'll let them know you coming. Hey, there we go. Hey, listen though, I gotta put these kids down to sleep. Yeah. They trying to get some extra playtime. They just want to be sleep at nine For o'clock. Sure. So let me yeah, put these so. babies down, man. Y'all let me know whenever y'all want to do episode two. Uh, yeah, uh Wilder and Los. I'm down for it. Appreciate both of y'all coming on here, guys. That, that was awesome. That was perfect. Yeah, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Anytime. No problem. No problem. Anytime. Y'all have a good night. All right. So, <laughs> how about that? Inter- how about that interview? <clears throat> I didn't know if you could call it an interview. Yeah, I barely said or anything. Say a discussion. <laughs> yeah, we asked like four questions, and they and brought up the rest stories was, and conversations. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had about more than like 20 things written down in a document to ask and bring up, but maybe used about five of those. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that was great. And we're definitely gonna have to have a part two with those guys. They're awesome. I had a feeling it would be great content. And I think there's still a lot of, obviously James has a few more stories he needs to tell the fan base. So that was, that was great. And maybe we'll hopefully have them on. And maybe when that gets close to them kicking off their CFL season coming up, all right, let's jump into basketball. So obviously uh, a, a rough situation, mainly for Austin here. He, he's he been down and he hasn't been the same since this loss. And he'll tell you straight <laughs> up, that's the truth. But Florida State yeah. loses to Duke 70 to 65. What happened? Austin VZ, our lead basketball writer. I know everyone's going to point to the officiating. Oh, Rayquan Gray got a bad push off call that Trey Jones didn't get in the Carolina game. Oh, there was that stupid cylinder foul call. Yes, it was stupid. Yes, Matthew Hurt should have gotten an offensive foul on the rebound. There was a lot of officiating calls that didn't go Florida State's way, but Florida State beat themselves. You can't shoot 16% from three. 
you can't shoot 60% from the free throw line, and you can't shoot under 40% from the floor. You can't do that on the road at Duke. And the fact they only lost by five while shooting horde from everywhere tells you just how good this Florida State team is. They turned Duke over 21 times. Trey Jones didn't look great. Vernon Carey only played 18 minutes because he was virtually unplayable against Florida State's swarming defense. The game plan was perfect. The offensive execution just wasn't there. And it wasn't because Duke was doing anything special defensively. Florida State was still getting great looks. They just couldn't knock them down. Yeah, just speaking off what you said, Florida State just 3 for 18 from behind the arc against Duke and really an uncharacteristically bad performance from the free throw line. Um, I, I saw a stat last night that broadcast Florida State. I think they were either 10th or they were a top 10 team coming into this game free throw percentage-wise, and they ended up knocking down just 12 out of 20 on the night. And you, you have a guy, Devin Vassell, who goes 0 for 2. Patrick Williams, a over 90% shooter, just 3 for 5 from the line. And then MJ Walker, who's a solid free throw shooter as well, just 1 for 2. So just in key situations, the guys just couldn't knock down free throws on the road last night. Reminded me a lot, and I mentioned it before the Duke game, but reminded me a lot of how FSU played on the road prior to these last couple of years. Yeah, and to your free throw point, Balsa Kopravica missing the front end of a 1-1. One in the last two minutes. Those free throws are so needed in a game like this. And I don't know what weird voodoo they got in that building for opposing teams shooting free throws, but it's uncanny. Like uh, like you said in the broadcast, Florida State was 10th in free throw percentage going into this game at over 75%. I think it was 77.7. So to shoot 60%, that's that's bad. It's, it's unchar- un- uncharacteristic. Blah, I can't speak. It's bad yeah. for Florida State. Um, and it's... Go ahead. The, o- the only good part of Florida State's game was Trent Forrest. Mm-hmm. Forrest was unbelievable. 18 points, 9 boards, 8 steals, uh, 4 rebounds and a block. Or yep. 4 assists and a block. Just an unbelievable performance for him. I mentioned it in the only preview podcast. Only two turnovers as well. Yeah, and I mentioned in the preview podcast that he kind of had a garage and a chip on his shoulder because of Trey Jones. and He was a better point guard last night, and there's no doubt about that. Yep, and... Trent, I don't know if I've done it on the podcast yet, but off the pod, he's been a guy that I've kind of dogged a little bit to Austin. Like, come on, this is supposed to be your senior leader. You need him to have great performances on the road. And, man, last night might have been the best 40 minutes, or at least the first 20 minutes that we've ever seen out of Trent Forrest in a Florida State uniform. That first half was insane. I believe he finished the first half with 12 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists, five steals, and a block. Yep. And then he comes back out and in the first eight minutes or so gets three more steals. And, man, I thought I thought he was going to be able to get ten. There was a point where um, Duke was inbounding a long inbounds pass across side of the court, and Trent would have had his ninth steal, but he just mistimed the jump just a little bit. And, yeah, he just couldn't get the last two over those last 12 minutes. And, uh, man, I really wanted to see him break Chris Singleton's record. But, again, just just an amazing performance. That's what you need out of the leader on your team. That's what we saw last year out of Terrence Mann on the road. The senior would go in and step up and have a great game, and that's what Trent Forrest did last night and, hell, gave FSU a swinging chance to beat Duke and Durham. Yeah, if one more player just plays even to their average, whether it's Devin Vassell or MJ Walker or even Patrick Williams, Florida State wins that game. Trent just needed one more guy to help him out 
yeah, Devin still finished in double figures. Yeah, Malik Osborne had, I think, 14. But you need one of those guards to step up, especially when Cassius Stanley's having great putback dunks. Uh, Jordan Goldwire is having the best performance of his career. You could tell the game plan was more centered towards Trey Jones and Vernon Carey. And they're like, if Jordan Goldwire is going to beat us, then be it. Then so be it. And that's just what happened. That's just what happened against Duke. Um, yep. And I know everyone's talking about the cylinder foul call. It was it was a horrible call. It was it was a bad judgment call. There's so many other fouls that they could have gone with in that situation on Matthew Hurt. There should have been there could have been an offensive foul. I don't think. Or there, there could have been a charge when he got that rebound and went into Trent. After watching replays, yeah, it wasn't him that elbowed Trent in the face. But yeah, it was Pat. <laughs> yeah, it was actually Pat. But that, it still could have been a charge. There was, there should have been a travel there. There should have been. Or well, before, been a, well, yeah, before I'm going, you I'm, even get to that point. Yeah, yeah I'm, okay, going, right, I'm going backwards. All right, all right. You could have had a reaching foul on Patrick Williams instead of on Trent. And you could have had a hook and hold call on Matthew Hertford, whatever he was doing to Patrick Williams. When the shot went to up. get in position to get that rebound, yeah, yeah he I dragged mean, him halfway across the floor, and there's nothing. So there's so many other things that could have been called there, and they go with the cylinder foul call, which is usually in, in abbreviating this rule because it's super lengthy. You basically just have to give a player enough space that he can have body control. And the way the ref saw it was Matthew Hurt was still kind of coming down to the ground, and Trent didn't didn't give him enough space to land. It's kind of like the same thing when an offensive player shoots a jump shot and there's a foul call because the defensive player slides under him. Mm-hmm. I think that was the same thing he was going for, but it was just yeah, even that stretching it. it. It was really stretching it. And because that was the last major play of the game, it left such a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yep, and I mean, just to speak on the officiating, not only that call, but there were some other questionable calls throughout the game. And I mean... Some did go in Florida State's favor. I don't know if you got to see it being at the game, but that play where uh, I guess they they upheld that it was Florida State ball in the last two minutes. Anthony Polite was clearly out of bounds whenever he uh, slapped the ball off the Duke player. But for some reason, I I was watching on TV, and I was mind-blown that that didn't get reversed. I guess they didn't have the angle because both of Polite's legs were standing out of bounds. I don't know if that's something you got to see, Austin, but that was a call that clearly went in Florida State's favor. You have that one that didn't go in Florida State's favor late, which definitely affected the outcome of this ball game and just throughout the game. I mean, I thought there were so many questionable calls. Um, one that comes back to me, you mentioned it, Austin. The the charge on Raekwon Gray, he kind of threw kind of threw his arm out there a little bit. But I mean, what else are you supposed to do when you're sprinting down the court? I mean, I think when you're running, your arms naturally move. You're sprinting down the court, and then a little guy comes up and just gets right in front of you. I mean, I I just don't see it there. And then there was just some ticky-tacky stuff throughout the game on both sides, really, that I just thought could have went uncalled. So overall, bad performance by the referees, but that's about what you expect in the ACC. Total yeah, foul count, only 18 to 17, which is surprising. Yeah, the foul count wasn't the issue. It was like the two travel calls to start the game, I was kind of <laughs> surprised about because they seemed really short <laughs> travel calls. And then, yeah, the Raekwon Gray push-off play. I just, I was I was surfing Twitter while we were talking with Carlos and uh, Wilder and found a play of Trey Jones doing the exact same thing to Cole Anthony, but with a much clearer push-off, and it wasn't called. I get Duke is ACC's team, but you got to call it both ways. Yeah, and there was a, also, 
three second call on Dom. That's just I've just come back real quick. They had, uh, Dom. It looked like he got fouled before he actually got tied up with a Duke player. But then instead of calling the tie up, which I think would have resulted in Duke ball anyway, they called a three second violation. So it was a turnover, and Duke still got to keep the possession arrow. Yeah, I think the rule with that is if it's a jump ball in the paint, it's a three-second call. I don't know if that's actually true, but I think that's the way that works. But going back to the Turk play, I wish he would have just gone up strong instead of waiting for the foul to come. Mm-hmm. If you get fouled, you get fouled, but don't try and initiate the contact. Let the contact come to you. I'm not saying he would have made the layup, but he would have at least gone to the free throw line and hopefully made one of two. Um, but yeah, it's it's at Cameron Indoor. We're Florida State, they're Duke. We're obviously going to get we're obviously not going to get some calls, and Duke's obviously going to get some of them. Um, it's just the way it goes, and I had a feeling that was the way it was going to go. Yep. Um, heading into Syracuse on Saturday. Syracuse just lost tonight uh, at home to NC State, who's another good team. Syracuse is now 14-10, 7-6 conference. They really don't have any bad losses. They've lost to Notre Dame and Clemson, which could be classified as bad losses. But otherwise, they beat who they're supposed to beat. They lose to who they're supposed to lose to. They've got that infamous 2-3 zone. But they've also got four guys averaging double figures scoring. Elijah Hughes, Buddy Beheim, Joseph Gerrard, and Marik Dolezal, or however you say it. Um, <laughs> Florida State's going to have to shoot well from three. I do really like Florida State's zone offense when they get someone in the middle and they let that guy dictate the offense. Guys like Terrence Mann and Brian Angola were excellent at executing zone office when they're, offense when they're in that middle because they could just turn around and throw lob passes. We don't have that lob threat this year, so it'll be interesting to see how Florida State chooses to attack the zone the zone defense. But I feel pretty good about Florida State's chances coming into Syracuse. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, normally, Syracuse is one of those teams that's among the top of college basketball. seems like over the past couple years, they've just been dwindling down a little bit and you know, I don't know what that that could be due to, but Jim Bohine is getting up there a little bit in age. But the one thing that you always know about Syracuse basketball is that they're going to come in with that zone defense, and man, they they play it very well. This is this is a team that Boheim commands defensively, and I think they're going to be ready for the challenge against Florida State, who. May look a little sluggish coming out of this Duke loss in, in such horrendous fashion. Yeah, it'll really be interesting to see how Florida State bounces back. The vibe I got from the team, I feel like they'll bounce back just fine. Um, obviously, knowing Coach Ham, they're going to practice their free throws and threes. <laughs> but um, I, I really, really do think Florida State's got a great chance. Um, and I want to call Jim Beheim right now because he said they're going to run more man defense this year. And according to Synergy Sports Tech, they've run man defense 5% of possessions, which is 81 possessions out of almost 1,300, or more than 1,300. So thanks for lying, Jim Beheim. <laughs> thanks for lying. Uh, I hope you get smacked on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I definitely think Syracuse is coming into Tallahassee with a major talent disadvantage. This Florida State team is, we've talked about it so many times, they're, they're so deep across the board where where Syracuse they they run a pretty thin rotation four guys are averaging 32 minutes or more per game and that's that's all four of their leading scores so you can expect those guys to be on the court a lot and then after that you have uh 
Barama Sidibe, who's averaging 20, 23 minutes a game, and Quincy Guerrero, Guerrero who's averaging 18.6 minutes a game. After that, it drops off in this rotation for Syracuse. So this is a game where I think Florida State really needs to rely on the depth of that bench and how they manage minutes throughout a game. And you get to those, you get those last 12, 10 minutes, Syracuse is going to be tired with, with how much those guys are going to be out there. Yeah, and that's the benefit of the 2-3 zone is they don't have to try as much on defense. They get to stand in the same spot for half the game. Um, but yeah, it is a shallow team. If one of them does somehow get in foul trouble, you're really testing their depth. And the good thing about the end of Florida State's bench is you've got great shooters. Blight's a good shooter. White Wilkes is a good shooter. They may not have shown it against Duke, but these are good shooters. So when they get, they're getting decently wide-open chances against Syracuse, they're probably going to knock these down. Plus, it's at home. It's in the tuck. Florida State refuses to lose in the tuck. Um, I've, I know I've said it a few times, but I really do like Florida State's chances, even if Syracuse is top five in the conference record-wise. Yeah, I mean, you've got to like Florida State chances, chances coming into this one. The Seminoles, they played everyone on their schedule tough, except, I mean, except, I guess you could say that loss to Indiana, that one they got run even, out of the gym. Even that was a tough game up until the final three minutes. It was a three-point game with five minutes left. Yeah, but I'd say that Indiana game was the closest we've seen to Florida State getting dominated by an opponent this season. Um, they've They've kept up on the road against Louisville, beating them. And then this past game against Duke really competed there, had a chance to win it and just didn't with, I mean, I don't want to say the officiating one Duke, the game, but coupled with that, plus the inefficiency from the line and three FSU just couldn't pull it out. And you think back to that Virginia game on the road and at home, this is a team that's facing tough battles. And I, I think they'll be ready for a middling Syracuse team coming into Tallahassee. Yeah, I agree. Syracuse is going to be hungry because they need a quality win to try and improve their tournament chances. Because <laughs> they they've only got they've already got ten losses. You get one or two more, they're basically out of this. We say that. I feel like we say that every week about yeah. an ACC team. We're like, yeah, they really have to win this one to try and make the tournament. Man, it's just crazy how down the league is. Yeah. So let's go ahead and make score predictions. Yeah. I want to say Florida State wins us pretty handily. Uh, 75-63. Yeah, and I got some around there. I'm going to say Florida State, 74, Syracuse, 60. Nice, comfortable win for the Knolls on Saturday afternoon, and everyone gets to enjoy the rest of their weekend. Logan, you want to take us to some questions? I would love to take you to some yeah, questions. Yeah, your mic. You I would, yeah. Super loud. Damn. Yep, that's how I do it, baby. Full said. All right, so let's go and jump into some questions to end off this podcast. I think this is a pretty long one so far, so we're going to go and jump through these quick hitters. All right, this is from at Seminole2021 asking us on Twitter, were the refs worse in person? And he's asking you that, Austin. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I'm guessing that's directed at me. Yeah. Um, what you couldn't see on TV was a lot of the refs telling Coach CY to sit down. Because CY is an animated person, and he's always up, he's always off the bench yelling at our players, saying, "Hey, do this! Hey, box out!" There's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of, I wouldn't say anger directed towards the officials from the fans, yeah, but from our bench, not really. Yeah, there were bad calls that looked worse in person, but now that I've gone back and watched them, I agree with some of them. I 
disagree more with some of them. Um, There's also a lot of Coach Ham turning around and laughing because that's what he does when he doesn't want to yell at an official. Yeah, saw um, that on TV. Yeah, he did He did that a few times. I, I won't yeah. say how many, but he did it a few times. But it's better than two years ago when he threw his jacket against the bench because he was mad at the refs. So, <laughs> so he's maturing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's finally starting to mature at 71 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I won't say they were worse in person. They were just as bad. Okay. On the next <laughs> question, this is from at Mitch underscore Cobb. I think we've had a few questions from him, too, throughout this last couple of weeks. Seems like Polite had multiple straight-line drives but would jump, stop on the block, and look to pass. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with that assessment. There was a lot of times he was able to get into the paint. I wouldn't say all the way to the block, but he definitely got – to about 10 to 12 feet and just decided he wanted to pass. Um, and some of those situations, I agree with him because he's trying to get, he's trying to take a okay to good look to make a great to perfect shot. Um, but other times you'd like him to go strong with his six, six frame and just go for a layup and see if you get an offensive rebound or make the shot. Um, I think there was a lot, a few guys that were nervous in this game. Plight was one of them. He only took one shot. Um, Balsic Kovarvich was another one you could tell he just he was anxious in that game and you don't want anxious players on the road in your biggest game yeah and just speaking on that real real quickly I thought I thought Plight was trying to open up some room for him to drive into the paint and get a shot but whenever he would get in there he quickly realized uh, Vernon Carey and Delorier were both waiting on him in the post and some like like you said he was probably nervous and also, there's some times where it seems like uh, Polite's not as confident in his game and on the road against Duke. I guess that was just one of those times last night. And, yeah, he just didn't want to go strong to the rim and possibly get blocked or, or something else. So, yeah, look for that Look for that to change going forward. Hamilton will probably speak with him a little bit about, about, about his aggressiveness and get him back in the mindset. This next question is from Heath. I'm McCall at I'm McCall U. Naheem McLeod, will we ever see him in Garnet and Gold? Yeah, this is a really interesting situation. Um, a lot of people were excited about the 7-4 centers. You might want to tell the listeners, too, who he is, too, also. Yeah, if so they don't Nahe- know the name. Yeah, Naheem McLeod was one of the uh, freshman centers that came in with Balsa Kopravicha. 7-3, 7-4. Um, he's a lot like Kamaji, but he's got a more well-rounded offensive game. But before the season, he was declared ineligible for at least the first semester. At I believe it was due to a testing uh, situation where he didn't qualify testing-wise. So they were hoping to get him back for the second semester. I was even hearing rumors that he was going to start practicing again. But then he just doesn't. He's still not with the team. Um, I don't think he's going to play for Florida State. I think he's going to look to transfer somewhere else. Um I don't, I don't even know if he's considering transferring because he's. I don't even know if he's technically a student at Florida State since he couldn't get in testing wise. Um, it's it's a very weird situation that you don't normally see happen with Florida State, especially basketball wise. But uh, to answer your question, Heath, no, I don't think we'll see him in Garnet and Gold. Which is tough because I actually just saw I saw Naheem at the the game on Saturday against Miami, so he's definitely still in Tallahassee and. Mm. at least attending games. I, I don't know who, if he's around the team or not, but I still follow him on Instagram. I, I see him talking about wanting to get back to playing basketball, but we always say you got to take care of the academics first. So hopefully Naheem can get those test scores and get back to practicing with FSU because he's a guy 
man, I really liked him coming out of high school. Whenever he committed to Florida State, checked out a lot of his highlights. Seven foot four guy that can stretch it out to the three point line. I think he'd be exciting to have in Garnet and Gold. This next, <clears throat> this next question is from at FSU Garnet Gold. Do you see Trent Forrest getting drafted or getting a chance in the NBA? I don't know if he'll be drafted. I certainly think he's good enough, or I certainly think he's one of the top 60 players in college basketball, and I think he can be an NBA player. But his lack of an outside outside shot, he's shown that he can do it, but it's still not consistent. Everything else, the NBA teams will love. His length, his athleticism, his defense, his ability to drive to the rim and finish, creating for others, rebounding, blocking shots, stealing passes. Everything else, he's going to blow NBA teams away with, especially interviewing. Um, I just, he's a senior. I, I don't know. If he gets drafted, it'll be in the 45 to 60 range of the second round, probably. Yeah. I certainly think he's going to get a chance. He'll 100% get a summer league invite. I wouldn't be surprised if he had a two-way contract next year. Yeah, at this point, I don't really see Trent getting drafted by the NBA. While he may be one of the top 60 players in college, NBA draft, I mean, it's it's all based off potential. They don't really draft based on production. Then you also have to think about all the international guys that we're not hearing about at this point. Some of those guys will get drafted and go on to be European busts like we normally see. So with the way the draft is just formatted and the way NBA teams look at it, I don't see Trent getting drafted. But if he can get a combine invite, which I definitely think he deserves after what he's proven in college, then I think a team will definitely get him in for some private workouts before the draft, work with him, see his skill set, and someone will take a chance chance on him shortly after the NBA draft. Wouldn't surprise me to see if he's one of the, the priority undrafted free agents. And yeah, like you said, Austin, should get a chance to play in summer league and from there, just like Terrence Mann, I mean, you have to you have to earn your spot with hard work and go out on the floor every night and prove yourself. So that's what Trent's gonna have to do. Yeah, I was Our gonna f- mention I was gonna mention the Terrence Mann route where he went to the Portsmouth Invitational and then got the combine invite. I wouldn't be surprised if something similar happens with Trent. Our final question is from Del Taco two five two eight. Thank you for not all the question or not all the numbers. Uh, out of all the projected one, two, and three seeds, which teams do you like us matching up with best or worst? Best yeah, so and worst, my bad. A quick recap on what the NCAA did this past weekend. They released their top 16 teams at the tournament were to start today. And the one, two, and three seeds were Baylor, Kansas, Gonzaga, San Diego State, Duke, Dayton, Louisville, West Virginia, Maryland, Florida State, Seton Hall, and Villanova. Um, Florida State's proven they can play with anybody. So there's no one I'm going to say we particularly match up bad with. I wouldn't want to play Gonzaga just because they have so many guys who can score. Um, I think they're averaging something like 88 points a game, which is stupid. Um, yeah, 88 and a half points per game. That's the only team I wouldn't want to play if I had to choose one. But as far as who we match up best with, give me anybody. Give me Baylor. Their average height is 6'4". That's our lowest scholarship player. Give me San Diego State and Dayton. They're not used to our length and athleticism. Just give me anybody on that list. <laughs> and yeah, like you said, Austin, I've – I agree with uh, Gonzaga as being the worst matchup for Florida State. Someone I really would love to see the Seminoles go against is Seton Hall because I want some Ike Obiagu revenge. Man, <laughs> I don't. I miss you, Ike. Well, I'm, I want revenge on Ike. 
He hurt my <laughs> he hurt my heart. No. <laughs> Who cares about your heart? Not many people. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the end of this podcast. We're not going to have trivia or fun facts. Uh, this has been a very long podcast, so I'm going to jump out of here. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Hear the Spear. You can listen to this on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. You can also listen on YouTube. Hit make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're on iTunes right now, it would help a lot if you rated us five stars and left a review and how you enjoyed the show. And let us know if we should also do some dual pods with four more Knowles too. I think it turned out really well for this one. Thanks again to Carlos and James for coming on. A great episode, I have I think. You guys will you guys enjoyed. We will talk to you guys next week.